Hey guys, this is just a quick PSA for this podcast episode. Um, basically, we've had technical issues for the last couple of weeks, months with Strange Cast. For some reason, we're just dealing with it, and we've had another one with this episode. Um, if you're listening to the audio version on uh, podcast services, you'll be fine. And um, it's only more visible on the YouTube and Spotify versions where you know there's a video available, which is basically for some reason I'm lagging in the video. My video is just like all over the place i don't know what's happened there it happens during the segment with me and adam where we're doing the news and spread the arts and outro and intro um and during the segment with katie as well it's me again where there's a lag issue but uh for some reason it's recorded katie and adam fine both cameras are fine both their audios are fine my audio i think is fine from what i've seen so far but it's just the um camera issue it just you'll see that i'm lagging constantly the frame rate isn't just keeping up with what's happening i don't know what happened i spoke to tech issue a uh, tech support with um about the issues that i had with the software they can't seem to resolve it they're as useless as ever so you know just bear that in mind when you watch this episode in case like you do wonder what's going on with the video um and we are going to be looking at potentially maybe looking at you know tweaking on this software and see if we can actually make it work or move to a new software because i'm kind of getting fed up of having to deal with uh, constant tech issues in like almost every episode for no reason so i just want to put that out there as a quick um you know a PSA just so you knew what was happening but without further ado I hope you enjoy this episode as I said bear with us there'll be a couple of changes that are happening to the channel in terms of like the video recording everything else so just stick with us um, and hopefully we can get it resolved but without further ado I hope you enjoy the episode everyone welcome back to player one versus the world's strange cast podcast your one-stop destination for all life with strange content i am one of your co-hosts adnan my co-host adam is here adam you here i i i am here uh, hello hello <laughs> yes <laughs> so obviously we have katie bents on this episode I'm very excited for that surprisingly we're recording this segment before we speak to katie which is a bit different um usually we record yes. those segments before anything else but we had a couple of pieces of news that we wanted to address first um because i think we kind of added into this episode um but obviously there's time stamps as well if you want to jump to the katie interview you can do but i'd recommend you listen to this as well first because you know you're here so yeah. might as well listen to some more life is strange stuff um and if you are new here as well uh, please do leave us a subscribe um share this video with your friends comment like uh it helps keep up to date with our content and also strangecast is available all on all podcast services so we're on spotify with a video version we're on apple podcasts we're on amazon music we're on everything if you have a look you'll find us there so come on now all the yeah all the formalities out the way let's kick things off straight away adam with one big news start straight away uh, this was on September 22nd, so um, we have sales going on on Xbox and PlayStation, and obviously we are Strangecast, so one of the games that is on sale is Life is Strange, um, specifically Life is Strange True Colors. Um, I'm looking at GameSpot at the minute, I'm trying to find the price. Uh, scroll past it. So Life is Strange True Colors is down from $60 on the Microsoft Store. Is it the Microsoft Store now, or Xbox Store? Uh... Uh, you know, I don't know. I think it is just a Microsoft store. I think they're just consolidating into Microsoft. Right, it makes more sense. I'm I'm still yeah. from my own old Xbox Marketplace days. I miss those days. I know. What yeah. Time. Um, but yeah, Life is Strange: True Colors is on sale there. It's down from sixty dollars to eighteen dollars. Obviously, you know, re- sixty dollars was retail price. It was uh, over a year ago when it was released. But now we're down to eighteen dollars, so you can pick it up there. And I believe it's, I would assume it's the same on the PlayStation Store as well. I'll have a look at that. I have a funny feeling that 
um, Life is Strange, uh, what's it called? Remaster Collection is also on sale. I can't confirm that. It is. Uh, last time it, I checked the store, which by the time this episode comes out, I think um, sales will be over by then. But, you know, uh... I, I always... <laughs> Here's the thing about this this news piece, though, is that, like, it's always on sale. Like, I always yeah. see Life is Strange on sale. And it's, just like, one of the things that you haven't played it yet, or if you haven't played one of the games, I always see it on sale, including Life is Strange 2. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you could have told me that has <laughs> the sales over by the time we recorded this. Well, like, I wasn't like sure. I thought, null, like... <laughs> null and void the sake. <laughs> it's been the longest September of my life. If you're wondering why I'm a little bit all over the place that'll be a reflection of it it's been long but you make a good point adam because in itself we're not going to dwell on this topic for too long but you are right it's on sale a lot like life is strange 2 has been on sale a lot for the last two years or so and i always recommend people's gone pick up that game one of the most mm-hmm. criminally underrated games of the last decade um obviously me and adam will be uh moving forward with life is strange um pot- topics going forward i think two will probably be our next one after this episode oh, yeah. katie so uh, obviously, we've got a lot to talk about that. <laughs> There's a lot to be said there. Um, but yeah, like as I said, True Colors is on sale. It's actually more expensive on the PS5 or the PlayStation Store. I've just seen here. Yeah. It's $23. Uh, it's interesting. But still, like from 60 to 18 or 60 to $23, like that tells me that like at some point soon, like even if the sale isn't on right now, if you don't want to pay $60 for this game, just wait like a couple weeks, you know, and it's going to be on sale for, for this price. So um, high hopes there for you if you haven't played this game yet. Yeah, if you're like new to the series as well, like, and you've just stumbled across our podcast, obviously welcome. It's always nice to have new people here. And obviously I know people have kind of like, have been loyal fans of the series, but then not played one of the entries in the series or they kind of been sure. a bit hesitant. But like you said, we have a nice bit of um, leeway here, you know, for rumor, uh, not rumor. You have leeway and kind of like um, potential to kind of like, you know, buy. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Completely lost the topic. Right. What I'm saying is that you basically have a lot of windows to kind of buy. Yes. Life you is strange. Windows. Whatever you want. There's like a lot of it. It'll never kind of disappear. So you can pick it up whenever. And then I think it's just like, I want to spring this up because obviously it's just kind of like it's there. So always keep your eye out in case you've not played a Life is Strange game and you've been keen to pick something up. And obviously True Colors is that probably one of its lowest prices you'll get it for yeah i've never seen that low holy cow yeah yes okay right so we will move on from that as well as i said it's not a huge topic but kind of want to give it a bit of a spotlight but a big one which also came out of nowhere it was very little bit um you know just dropped out there was um life is strange's twitter account tweeted a video celebrating max's birthday and it featured none other than hannah tell which was quite a you know, out of, out of the blue. And yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, hello. Um, yeah. Obviously, this is part This is part of our um, build up to the Life is Strange Arcadia Bay collection, which will be coming out on Switch very soon. We'll be talking about that in a separate topic in a, very shortly. But yeah, yes. it was a nice little video. I thought it was really, you know, I, I wish they did this more, to be honest. I'd like to see this kind of like video being done with Ashley Birch or like, you know, yeah, Kylie Brown's or, you know, Eric Mori's in like a one year anniversary for True Cold. It, it'd just be quite nice. I think it, it it you know, it just resonates more with people, especially when you see Hannah pop up and it's like you know it's talking about exactly Max, it's like like to recognize the first game to actually like say that like hey, the first game exists. We're not ignoring it. We're not ignoring Max and Chloe. 
And the fact that like the life, like you said, like the life is strange, actual Twitter account, the little check mark, you know, actually uh, recognized it. It's, it's nice to hear. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And obviously, I think Hannah's birthday was three days prior to this one, which is yes. quite, uh, it's quite crazy that her and Max have the um, similar birthdays. birthdays. Yeah. 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 And I, so it's also like how old I don't, Hannah is as well. I didn't realize how old she was as well. I was like, but saying that I'm kind of stuck in the, in the time part of like 2015 when I spoke to her and she was very young then as an actress as well. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, up and comer. So it's like, it makes sense with that. But like when she's like, when I saw someone put it with her age, I was like, nah. Nah, but Can't saying be, that, yeah, yeah, we're no, saying that like, as well. I've I've been thrown off quite a few times. I feel like you know, Erica Mori is an example of that for age wise. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? Can't tell. And same, yeah, and same with Stace as well. I'm like, what? I'm like, that's how you, you're that old. It's like no way. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like I I start to forget that you're actually you're younger than me. Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, because you act older than me. So, <laughs> well, I look older than you as well. I look, I've aged very, very poorly on my side. Yeah, yeah it's... it's that British smog that you know gets to your skin. You know, <laughs> if you say so. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, as I said, it was nice just to have this kind of like um, popping up as a kind of like little nice surprise in itself, Adam. As well, do you know what's hmm. weird about seeing this? Do you know when we talked about that rumor about Max coming back in the game and that ludicrous rumor? I just don't hmm. know. <laughs> there's something there's no there way. My... No, 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 no. But there's something. There's something in my heart of hearts. I'm just like. Do you know what Again, I'm like, I, I still stand by. What's that? No, no, go for it. Oh no, I, I was gonna say like I still stand by my theory that that was just a pitch, right? In like the Life is Strange, um, uh, sort of, sort of, um, what what do you call those uh, peer reviews? uh i can't remember it like oh uh, what's it called now um, like research feedback uh yeah oh, there's a word for it now as well oh, there is a God. word for it i just can't remember the name for it but i i think it's still like a pitch for one of those like like mall research teams like pr's teams like i think that was like one of, folks thank you uh right. like focus, focus group uh research where it's just like oh what do you think of this and then somebody took it and jumbled the words and it's like oh they're actually developing a game I, I, I really do think it was just a pitch and they're just like, what do you think of this? Just to like, you know, get some answers from that. I don't think there's, there's no way they're doing that. Absolute, absolute <laughs> trash rumor. There's no way. Yeah. Cause I, like, I obviously I, I um, shitted on it and laughed on it and I don't think it's real either. Cause obviously it's just no. like, where, where is the source for that? Like it was like, it was such a loose kind of interpretation, but it's because mm. it's been out there and then you see Hannah come back in a video and I'm like, and, but also the thing is as well, my other thing that I was kind of going for, it's like, could we see an older Max? Yeah. Like that's where, like, I mean, like that's the only thing I could take away from that room where it's like, that's the thing I could be like, oh, this is cool, interesting. They just fast forward the timeline a bit and it's like, <laughs> we'll get Max a bit older. I don't know. It's, I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm I would love down, to see like, an older Max with the personality of Karen, just like, <laughs> just road ridden and and seen things and i i like of, there's some mistakes i've made of a karen or karen reynolds are we talking no karen reynolds of life right, okay. too. just like sitting outside smoking it's like yeah well sorry about that but what are you gonna do i'm max yeah. <laughs> we, we were unfortunately not in 2018 days of uh, life is strange too where it's like we can just say karen and be <laughs> that's true you know, yeah i can't say karen anymore can i 
no, you have to like be pretty specific with your Karens right now. But I, I just have this kind of feeling where it's like, I think you could make it work like with, because obviously, like I said, Hannah's a lot older. Max, you could kind of like move forward in the timeline, just make her a bit older. It kind of obviously like, you know, me bringing this all up kind of contradicts some of the other stuff I said about previous episodes where I said like, maybe we should leave Max and Chloe behind, you know, that room being a bit daft. But, just but, there's something that when you see her pop up, I'm like, I'm like, there could be something here. <laughs> I got my tinfoil hat on, Adam. I've got my tinfoil hat on. I was there, I had the smart board behind me. I was like, figure it out. I was like, let's connect the dots here. I was like, we need to yeah, connect like, the dots here. Because here's the other thing. It's like, when's the last time they really recognized Max? And I understand it's because the first game is coming to Switch and, I, and they're recognizing it. But when's the last time they really, like, actually acknowledged the first game? I would say when they did the Arcadia Bay reunion video. Do you know the actors? Yes. I'd yeah. say that's the last real big one where they were like properly like, oh, like look at his life is strange, we've got all more back together. It was like in that peak Zoom period where everyone was like reuniting cast from franchises. And yes. then Life is Strange did theirs, and it was like that was the one where it's like, oh, and it, you saw that I think in itself they should have just looked at the engagement and stuff on their Twitter feed and be like, right, we need to do more content around the original game, maybe. You know, it's kind yeah. of like a, get the numbers up. But I just don't like, you know, as I said, it's it's wonderful seeing Hannah Tell. I oh, I yes. adore Hannah Tell. And I think everyone obviously adores Hannah Tell, but it's just like, it was nice seeing it. But then obviously the moment I saw it, I had my little tinfoil hat and I was like, <laughs> I was like, maybe, 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 I, I, but I, I don't, doubtful. I don't think that, yeah, I, I, I'm very doubtful of it. I think that if, if they're keeping the life is strange DNA construct or whatever you want to call it, um, we have to kind of like go with the idea that it's going to be a new protagonist and like maybe, yes. And you can only mm -hmm. hold, hold on to the hope that, you see a re re returning character like, you know, Hannah Tell or a, a Gonzalo Martin or someone like that. Also, God, I'm so excited to talk about Life is Strange 2 in that episode. It's going to be so good because, like, Jeez. Gonzalo Martin, genius. What a great actor. What a great actor. Uh, <laughs> right, I've got nothing else to add on to that. Should we uh, go into our next segment? Yeah. Yeah, we can. Okay, I'm not sweet. Share so my thoughts for this episode, so... <laughs> so this is our kind of like little thought segment now because the podcast will come out is it the 27th from the tuesday uh yes uh 28 yes 27th is tuesday right yeah so this will come out after obviously we drop on our wednesday usual slot so that at that point life is strange arcadia bay collection will officially be out on the nintendo switch Yes. We're just using this as kind of obviously a new segment, but also a little mini topic in between it. Um, and it's, you know, long overdue this this release of the Life is Strange remastered, Life is Strange Before the Storm remastered. We obviously covered it. It's had a name change, which obviously, you know, royalties, Philly cheesesteaks, we want this Philly. channel. Give us Let's these royalties, go. please. That's all we demand from giving the name suggestion. <laughs> no, That's it. Like, just a Philly cheesesteak uh, to your boy, you know, in North Dakota. <laughs> yeah, so like we, you know, we've got this coming out, and I thought we'd just use it as kind of thing to kind of talk about before because you're picking it up, and you'll yes. be coming on one of the episodes. I probably imagine after our Life is Strange two episode that we'll do, we'll go back to the remastered collection because I'll kind of like interrogate you and do an interview so we can kind of see what we have <laughs> as reflection. But you had some doubts because you said that we haven't seen much gameplay or anything. The promos we have seen even it. during the. Um the nintendo directs like it, it made an appearance in the nintendo direct but it was the same kind of trailer that we've already seen we have not seen actual gameplay from this game that's coming what out this they, week um, 
Sorry to interrupt. What did they show at the Nintendo Direct? Because I didn't watch it, but I'm glad that they showed it at the Nintendo Direct because they need to market no, it. No, it was like, um, have, you, have you seen the trailer yet where it's just like, um, like, like a girl like walking in the fields with her Switch and it's just like, it shows footage oh, yeah. of Life is Strange, but not necessarily the Switch footage. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I'm, I'm doubtful that that's actually Switch footage that we saw in that trailer. I, I think it's just... Yeah. Life is Strange remastered. Well, because well, I said that, because you said it to me, and like, oh, obviously, our little chats and stuff. And then I looked at some of the promo videos. They do show footage on the Switch, and some mm-hmm. of the kind of like, some of the videos that they are showing, it does look like it's running on Switch, because obviously, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a PlayStation, you know, advocate. And obviously, sure, you, look yeah. at the, you look at the Switch graphics, it looks like I'm playing in the PlayStation 3 version of Life is Strange at that point, because it's like the quality isn't that good. So it's like, I. But they've only seen like, and, and to kind of add on to your point, it's only been like little segments because I thought you could, because it's been out for so long. I thought you could just drop like a 15 minute video on YouTube and be like, here's a 15 minute walkthrough of the Switch version of Life is Strange. Yeah, exactly. But I haven't seen it. I, I'm doubtful about it, especially since the mess just on console and PC for the remaster. Mm. And now it's going to go on Switch. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still picking it up. I'm still going to play it. I'm still going to talk about it on the podcast. Um, I have my doubts. That's it. That's all I'll say. Yeah, like I, I just like you know, I'm because we have we have had a, a a lot of months together on this podcast bashing on the remaster collection, and I've always advocated that we don't hate the remaster collection. I don't have any kind of like personal vendetta against it. I'm just like, obviously, like well, like a couple of changes that happened in the first Life is Strange, which were kind of like for me a little bit questionable. Obviously, I, yes. Michel echoed some of those himself on Twitter um, in terms of like his feedback on it. But it was just like it was just a, it was a mess kind of coming out. It was so many like bugs and stuff. I think in an episode, I'm going to compile all the patch notes that we have because it must be like at least three or four pages of A4 documents, like the amount that oh, we actually yeah. had since the game came out. Like you go on YouTube and you watch. Do you like HD remaster collections, like uh, footage, 4K and stuff? I use it for like, making some of the thumbnails for YouTube. I like a screenshot them. And some of the scenes are like still broken. And these obviously were captured when the collection came out. So I'm like, it's just like, you know, and I think, I don't know if some of the issues have been fixed all of them. I think like subtitle issues I've still seen pop up here and there on Reddit. And it's like, yes, I'm like, I'm like, it's... this is why, yeah. And like Switch as well, it has to be pretty like, you know, you need to, get that like you know precision done properly because you're not gonna be able to like drop those patches left right and center as you're doing on playstation xbox it doesn't necessarily accommodate to that so i think like you know I- i'm hopeful for it and I- i'm still not a big fan of the fact that the the um bts is a, a digital downcoat download because because like like i said if you buy the second you can't buy the second hand you're just gonna get life is strange nope. on you won't get the i saw you, you replying get... somebody on youtube about that like someone left the comments like so i can't buy before the storm uh, used and it's like nope you can't you really can't yeah it's either just like life is strange one or you're done that's it yeah i, I just find that way. it must be because of the switch's um software capability and obviously they probably be. just yeah and they'd probably just want it because it'll be like i think it'll be two cards in that case i don't think you'd be able to get two cartridges it'd have to be two cartridges no. sorry it wouldn't be one um but it's just annoying though because it's like that and then it de- devalues the kind of the value of the actual collection for someone because i buy games sometimes full price and then sometimes i want to trade them in at retail like it depends on the games like if i like for example god of war i'll download from my playstation store just because i want the digital version early and ahead of yeah. time but if i can wait for a game i'll buy it full priced and then i'll want to finish it and then trade it in and get the value on it 
but you can't really yeah. do that with this. The minute you do that, the value's gone. Like you've already yeah, no. what say it's like say it's like forty, fifty quid at launch or sixty dollars, you you're getting thirty as soon as you download that code, it's gone. Yeah, that's why like I'm gonna get the physical edition just because I wanna talk about it on the show, you know? But yeah. on, honestly, if I'm gonna like recommend this game, I recommend you buy it from the eShop. If you're gonna get it on Switch or any other platform, well the Switch. We're we're specifically talking about the Switch, get it from the eShop. Because and because it's not a Nintendo franchise, it's easily going to go on sale pretty soon. So it's forty dollars outright, and probably I'm going to say like a month or two, you can probably pick it up for twenty bucks, like easily, because it's not a mm -hmm. Nintendo title. So they're going to yeah. put it on sale, and it's going to be digital. And before the storm, it's going to be digital anyway. So just buy it from the eShop, in my opinion. Yeah, that that's just probably the, the smarter decision. You want you just want both of them. You don't want to buy just one and then yeah. miss out on the other. It'd just be a bit weird that. So as I said, I'm optimistic. Hopefully, hopefully it's a better version of the actual collection compared to what we've experienced. And obviously, as I said, Adam will be back on here. It's kind of gives us essentially a full breakdown review. I would play it, but I don't have my Switch anymore. <laughs> um and I think like it's probably wiser because I just don't want to get angry from a kind of like, you know, I'm I'm just in that state. I played, for example, I played recently because I was finishing it off because I bought the Assassin's Creed Odyssey season pass. I don't own the game yet. I'm going to get it down the line. But with mm. that, you get Assassin's Creed 3 HD remastered. And oh, also yes. including that, you get Liberation HD remastered. I finished Liberation after 17 hours. That game crashed on me 10 times. Not even kidding you. I got it all screenshot video on because it kept recording it on PlayStation. Yeah. And then it was riddled with bugs. Oh my God. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, are we in 2022 with this kind of quality of video games? Like, like it's it's this constant kind of like level of bugginess. I'm not saying any game's coming out perfect, but I'm sick and tired of putting money towards games where I'm not getting my quality's worth. Like, I, and I was kind of give you an example of this. I still love video games, but mm -hmm. the amount of games I buy a year is probably like two now a year. Yes, at max full price, full price max games I'll buy like two a year. So like this year, yeah. the only game that I bought full price at retail has been Horizon Forbidden West. I haven't bought a single game since then. Like, brand new, I just don't buy them now. Ollie Ollie World. <laughs> of course. Of course. Ollie Ollie World, every time. Oh, um, little little quick shout-out. Uh, Session Skate Sim, uh, which has been on a game preview for the longest time, has finally full released. It's so nice. I've been playing it. It's so smooth, so buttery smooth. Mm, that's it. That's my little side tangent. So if you like skate <laughs> games, Session. It's it's full out now. So as I say, we can't have a podcast without you mentioning um Oli Oli World as well. I saw that you tweeted at Luke saying why, when you're gonna play it. Um Yeah, like he's, he bought it on the Steam Deck and he's like, Oh, I've been busy working. Okay, Luke, where's the game? Show me the game footage. Let me see that work. <laughs> That's awful. No. He's Luke watches he's being... it, so Luke, come on now. Show us some game previews, you know, just just you know. He was, knocking around your part. he was knocking around your parts in Philly. I know. He was in my, in my neighborhood. Well, he was in uh, South Philly. Or no, no, no. Center City. He was in Center City. I grew up in Northeast Philly. So he didn't get, like, um, um, jumped, let's say. So he was, <laughs> he was on the safe side. But he was. And I mentioned yeah. him as well because he's going to be in our next topic and our final topic before we jump to. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, and he's going to be in our next episode. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Luke? Yeah, that that would be a that would be a big <laughs> mic drop moment, wouldn't it? But yeah, right. No, like he's 
part of our next new segment, which is a bit of an interesting one. It kind of came out of nowhere. And obviously after this, we'll jump into our interview, Katie, to kind of mm-hmm. wrap things up here, which is, I didn't even know this was going on, but I thought it was really interesting. It's happened. So I'm going to go to Eurogamer quickly. It's not even Life yes. is Strange. It's about Ninja Theory. So it says Ninja Theory is disputing claims it, it is using AI to replace voice actors. So this mm-hmm. is from Vicky Blake. And she writes, Hellblade developer Ninja Fury has disputed claims that it uses AI technology to replace voice actors in its games, saying mm. it only uses AI-generated voice work for quote-unquote placeholder content. Ninja Fury was named by GLHF as a company that utilizes the service of Altered AI, a tech firm that supports studios in creating quote-unquote compelling professional voice performances, end quote, via AI rather than professional and real voice actors. Mm-hmm. The report shot the report stops short of revealing the minute, minute of the um, minute of the arrangement. However, stating that "quote unquote" the details of their partnership are under wraps. End quote. Asked mm-hmm. directly, and I quote: "Are you actually considering replacing human voice actors with AI?" End quote. Ninja Fairy's response was a definitive, and I quote: "No." Uh, Ninja Fairy said in on Twitter in a statement, "No." For clarity, we use AI tech for placeholder content only mm-hmm. to help us understand things like timing and placement in early phases of development. We then collaborate with real actors whose performances are at the heart of bringing our stories to life. And mm-hmm. quote. So I bring that up and you're probably asking me, you know, like, mate, why are you bringing this up in a Life is Strange podcast? <laughs> you know? Yes. But obviously the only reason I'm bringing it up because we're going to one of the Montreal gaffers, obviously the man himself, Luke Bagados, because he tweeted, he retweeted the statement and put same here at Don't Know Montreal. So Don't Know Montreal's game won't be using AI voice, AI tech for voice. Well, no, I think what he's saying is that they're using the same AI tech to be a placeholder no. in their game. You're right. Sorry. Apologies. The tweet loaded yes. up. That's why. Right. Okay. That, right. <laughs> the, the second part of the tweet loaded up because someone responded saying for the AI tech too. And Luke responded, we use AI generated uh, placeholder voices as they gave a better result in game before the actual human VO lines are recorded. There yes. you go. Thank you for that as well. So um, can I speak on this for a second? No. Yeah. Oh, come on now. <laughs> so I may not have expertise in this, but I do have, um, yeah, I, I can relate a lot to this because as I was writing the essence of life, which is on Spotify, <laughs> Apple, Apple Music, and all that jazz. Uh, the EP I wrote, which has voice acting in it. Um, I had the voice actors, one of them being Kylie Brown, Rachel Amber herself. Wow, that's so neat. Cool. Um, but I had their lines recorded after I wrote the music. And I was actually, as I was writing each scene that the, the voice acting was on, I would like have this pause in the music, like as I was developing it in um in my in my DAW, right? Uh digital audio workplace, uh mm-hmm. workstation, work, whatever. So as I was placing it, I had like some pauses there. I'm like, okay, the audio is gonna go right here, right? Especially in Eden, like I wasn't sure about the timing of where each actor was. So as I was writing it, I was kind of like saying out loud like all of my lines and just like you know, playing a little bit. I'm just like, okay, this pause is going here. This pause will go there. What I'm getting at is that if I had this AI technology to just put in like timing of the voice acting, 
just as a, like they said, placeholder, that's what exactly what I did because my voice actor still needed time to record the lines. I was still writing the music. So it would have been nice to just have a placeholder content in there until my voice actors got back to me. So then I knew, okay, perfect timing there. I don't have to adjust anything. I just have to uh, edit their voice and plug it in. So what I'm seeing from them, I'm like, yeah, that makes perfect sense of why they use AI technology because there's so many moving parts, even for my small EP. And picture that, like a giant game industry people. It's a lot of moving parts here. So I, I completely understand like the placeholding content. No, that's obviously, that's, you know, very interesting that you have perspective from the part the music side of things. Cause it adds, it adds more to it. Cause I, I, I was kind of like struck a little bit at first. Cause I was expecting them to bring like an Elon Musk AI robot out and start doing no, like voice lines. I, I was like, I was like, are we, uh, is, is Skynet truly becoming a thing at this point? But no, um, I just find it quite interesting. So obviously this is, um, I think with Ninja Theory, and coming on to like what Montreal as well, but it's like with Ninja Fury, like them having to come out and do this is because like in the midst of obviously the massive GTA six leaks that we had and the fact that people can't physically comprehend in their brain, the fact that game development starts at different stages and like, you know, yes. it's very early in development when you're leaking assets from a studio and it's so far in, into a game, you know, you're going to see different things. I think it's the same with, if you pick up the, um, if you pick life is strangers, what if, um, uh, what's called, what's the word now? it's like prototype model, like in the early stages of things, like people found, like, oh. have found, have found the dev kit essentially. Yes. I've seen like people yeah, have, like, so, like played with the pre-alpha footage. Yeah. Even pre, pre-alpha footage to the point where it's like, yeah. just doing like textures and stuff. Like people have just got the dev kit and early stuff of that. So they've seen what it's like. I think because obviously that GTA news that came out very recent and shook pretty much like the, the entire industry. And if not the entire like news world as well, it's kind of like put like developers in a position where they have to kind of be very quick to respond to this kind of stuff. Because like the minute Ninja Fury does that, or that kind of comes to light that kind of news, then it kind of sends like different signals out to people. It might even like, you know, in, in the actual industry, actors as well feel threatened by something like this happening for a publisher yeah. or a developer to kind of go down that route. But obviously not, because like in itself, Ninja Fury for Hellblade sequel as well, like they're obviously going to be working with Melina uh, Jurgens because like she has to be Sinua, like they've, they did a fantastic work with that on motion capture and also, um, and also voice voice work as well. Also, her story yeah. is, still blows my mind as well. The fact that she was Ninja Fury's video editor, and they put her in the lead role of a Hellblade. She'd never acted in her entire life, and then she won a BAFTA for that performance. Rightfully deserved, by the way, as well. Great game. Yes. Really enjoyed mm -hmm. Hellblade. Very much recommend it. And that's, um, that's what I mean. Like you, you can't you can't possibly replace voice acting with AI. It even yeah, for money saving costs, there's no way. Like, yeah. And that's the thing. As I was writing my lines for The Essence of Life, I was writing it specifically for, for Marcus because it was just like, that's the guy. That's, that's who I want. I don't want a, a robot, you know? So anybody threatened by uh, AI generated placeholder voices, there, nope, there's no way that's, that's going to be like. <laughs> Robots are not taking over acting. That's that's, that's not how it's going to be done. No, um, movie writing, yet. sure, yeah, you can you can totally say robots will take over movie writing, but acting, yeah. I don't believe, I don't believe it for a second. Yet, yet that's the main key word. But no, like as I said, like obviously I brought because Montreal's you know game's still in production, and Luke tweeted out about it. So 
and obviously we very much cover don't our news on here so it's like I, i'm very, not, not very much surprised like if they the way that game is going to be structured is obviously a very heavy driven narrative game yes it's going to take a lot of lines and stuff they're going to just get an ai generated you know placeholder and essentially where they're kind of like just getting these lines done so they can kind of see how the game's going through progression and then obviously you bring in the um you bring in the actors and they record all the lines for the game because that'll just be the way that's going to kind of go by the sound of things and it seems like it's going to be obviously michelle will be leading the direction on the game in terms of being in the in the booth by from what yes. we know so far um so that doesn't really surprise me in that sense um but yeah, like as I said, like it's it's I think it's I think developers are kind of been on a little bit of a they have to defend their position at the minute because it seems to be like a lot of other things have happened in between it. Like if, if for yeah. example Montreal's game leaked tomorrow, you know, heaven forbid that actually happened. Like, you know, what if it comes out and it's got like assets here and there and it's kinda of like floating around and stuff? It, it has huge damage and implications on like um more so on the developers than actual kind of like the what the game's gonna be because you set a preconceived notion at that point. Like are we I was talking to a friend about it, like take two GTA six is going to sell millions of copies, billion. It'll probably break GTA five's expectations, but yeah, it's going to have to be a couple of years now for damage control from take two where they constantly like, whatever you saw a couple of years ago, by the time we get to 2024, 2025, that was a thing of the past. This is the game. Yes. So same with like, don't know, don't know, can't take any leaks at this point. They can't experience that. They're nowhere near on the same scale of like a rock star or something like that. So, yeah, they have to be very careful with this kind of thing. So it's like you have to kind of be transparent. It's good that they, you know, as I said, Luke's being transparent with that kind of thing because like that, that's how they'll lead things. Like, and in itself, this isn't a definitive position for them as well. Like they were saying in the Life is Strange recordings as well. Some of the actors I was talking to, they could like say something, and it's like they were like, "This doesn't sound right." Remember, we are talking about two Frenchmen who were writing lines, for example, in the first Life is Strange about young kids who are in American school. Like you can only get so much. And the same with. Uh, Sean Diaz is one Life is Strange too. If Gonzalo Martin thought, thought something didn't sound right, he's got a better, you know, understanding of the lingo and the uh, logistics of kind of like pronouncing something. So, like, I heard stories from some of the voice actors I've spoken to where they're like, you know, I didn't feel this was right then, or they wanted to do another take, and it's like Michelle's like, writes a line, here you go. It's like you fling it, then you kind of record something. So the the AI placeholder is kind of just good for them now, where it's like we can cover. Keep going. It's all about timing and seeing where you're at and seeing if something works in development no no like that's that makes complete sense yeah yeah I, I it was a, yeah it does make a lot of sense so we will jump to well that's the end of this segment but one more thing as well i will just show you quickly as well because this is really cool so it's a plug as well for frame a game so oh yes we'll be able to see on that here. is cool yeah so I Alejandro, saw that. who's a very cool dude as well um, oh, yeah. worked on the Life is Strange games. He worked at Square Enix for a while. He's now at Supermassive Games, which is obviously a huge moment for him. Um, he ordered through Frame a Game, which has popped up on my TikTok a lot of times. I want to give him a plug as well. He's ordered, and this isn't sponsored, by the way. This is not an advert. He's ordered all four Life is Strange games that he worked on there. And it's like, you know, you get a really cool case. The game is in it. It's like really well positioned. I can't, obviously, again, I can't show you too well on here, but if you go on Alejandro's Twitter page, and if you're listening yes. to this on podcast, go on Alejandro's Twitter page and you'll see him talk about how he got these. And I think they're really, really cool. So I would recommend that if you're a Life is Strange fan, because like, for example, like those as well, like I, I'm tempted to do them because it's like all the ones I own are digital. And I've got and they're all the in your ones. part of the, part of the woods too. They're in the UK. Exactly. And they do ship, ship yeah. worldwide, I believe as well. So it's like, oh, nice. definitely ship in the US. I think they definitely ship to the US. Um, got a website, definitely go and check them out. 
but as I said, like if you're a Life is Strange fan, I think it's a cool bit of memorabilia there. So you can have, and obviously we have a Life is Strange dev who's done it as well. And I think before I came on, oh yeah, and my, Michelle responded as well. Michelle said it was that. really cool. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's like, oh cool, I should do that. So that is a quick plug on that. So yeah, we are done with our new segments here, and now we jump to our very. I hope hope is going to be a great segment because obviously we haven't recorded yet. But oh, it is. Oh, it's, of course, it's the it's the it's the free free amigas. But yeah, as I said, we'll jump <laughs> to our segment now with Kate events, life is strange, true colors, and before the storm star to talk all things. Well, life is strange. So I do hope you enjoy this. Let's go. Okay, we are at this segment. Obviously, our guest. She's in the thumbnail. She's in the title. She's in our all our social media feeds. We've had Anastasia on before. We've had Erica Mori on before. But now we're going to one of the best True Colour stars we can get on here before the storm as well. She's been on Life After Strange twice in one month for this channel. Katie Vance is here. Katie, yeah. welcome Hi. on to this podcast. <laughs> hey. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Heck yeah. Yeah. We're very happy to have you here. There's obviously, as I spoke to you off before podcast, like we're going to do four segments and I think we'll kick things off on obviously Life is Strange. Everyone wants to talk about it. Um, yeah. And I, just a quick thing for anyone listening as well. We did Life After Strange with Katie. Second time she came on, talked a lot about True Colors. So I'm, you know, we're going to try not to, you know, clash with what we spoke on there. So we're going to talk about some other things. Um, but I kind of wanted to pick up some things I had to scrape over from Life After Strange, which we didn't talk about. And I'm going to go through to wavelengths first because obviously um i really enjoyed parts of it and i think one of my favorite ones was when we saw saw some saw some of the cameos appear we saw dylan winfrey come back as mike north we saw nice little cameos from rihanna devries and kylie brown and then obviously you're doing your own segments where you're recording but like when did you find out that they were coming back for that like you know these cameos and then also reaction where you can kind of have this mini before the storm reunion in your own special dlc yeah um that's so interesting you said mini yeah before the storm reunion that's totally what it was yeah i didn't even realize that yeah that's totally was before the storm reunion that's kind of cool um yeah i knew that mikey was going to come back and i didn't know that i had no idea that like they were going to use dylan like i didn't know um so that was really cool when i did see that they did end up using dylan um i think they had told me um yeah, they had told me that they were going to bring just, like, little cameos of, of uh, Rihanna and Kylie, which I was, like, stoked about. I had no idea, like, what it was going to be. I had I didn't know. So, yeah, it was just, like, all these, like, you know, possibilities of things mm -hmm. happening. And so it was cool to see that, like, yeah, they, they did happen. So, yeah. yeah do you ever cool. get nervous about that? That's, like, these are people that you know in real life. Uh, us were just, like, oh, man, that, that's that's terrible that they you know, replace the voice actor, but these are some of your, not just colleagues, but some of your friends. Do you ever just feel like, oh man, I hope my friend doesn't lose their job. Like how, how much of that th thought process goes through your head sometimes? Um, like with, with that in general, uh, well, here's the thing when you're a voice actor, like we own nothing. Like we are not, we don't own any rights to these characters. Like the companies yeah. can do whatever they want and use whoever's voice they want. They don't have to use us again. Um, and that's just the name of the game. And I think that, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's interesting because yeah, like they had two, I, they had two different Chloe's and they got Rihanna back. I don't know. It, it's, it's all up in the air, you know, you never know what it's going to be. Um, and 
I think all we can really do as voice actors is just be respectful of each other. Um, and just like, if something happens where like, you know, and another voice actor comes in and, and, you know, is that character, like we can't be mad at that actor. Um, and I think that's something that needs to be kind of discussed a little bit more. Like, you know, we can't be mad at that actor. Um, that actor is just working just like we are. And for some reason, you know, the, the, the company or the project needs this, this person to do it instead of the original person. You know, there's so many, uh, there's so many different Aerith. Sorry, my lighting is so weird all the time. <laughs> there's so many different Aerith actors. You know what I mean? Like my, my friend Brie, who's in the Final Fantasy VII remake, um, mm. you know, she's like one of like, uh, like a dozen Aeriths that have been Aeriths, you know? And so yes. it's just like, you can't, I don't know, you just can't be married to a role because anything could happen if they bring that role back and they don't, you know, especially like, you know, aging, aging happens, your voice changes and you can age out of of voice roles too sometimes. So yeah, just, there's so much that changes and just being understanding of that and then just respecting other actors who are working just like you're working. Well, I'm even thinking about as you were speaking on that with the, uh, with the wasn't it the actors guild strike that that originally put on rihanna to voice uh in before the storm mm-hmm. like you even have to respect your own guild sometimes to say that like well listen like the entire guild um i might i might be out of the loop with that with how that works with strikes with actual guilds but uh you had is is it almost like you have to respect your guild in that sort of way in the way you're you're so talking about? So what happened there is none of us uh, at the time were union, and mm. a lot of us were just getting into the industry. A lot of us were just we, we a bunch of us had just moved out to Los Angeles, like we were just trying to figure out what to do, and you know we're all self submitting for these roles. Um, and I mean, I wasn't even very knowledgeable at all about any of the unions, not even like, like I wasn't knowledgeable about SAG. I wasn't knowledgeable of that stuff. I hadn't learned about it yet. Um, I mean, I booked, I booked before the storm right when I moved out here, literally right when I moved out here. Um, and yeah, I think it was like after it had came out and like, we were meeting a bunch of the other BTS actors and stuff. Like there was just conversations of like, like, you know, people, being upset and Mm. like uh and i don't know i don't know who was upset i don't know like i don't know just people being upset about the voice changes and you know then the talks of the the strike and we weren't allowed to talk about the strike at all like we couldn't you know we weren't allowed to talk about it it was just so like weird um Mm. and that that's when i knew i was like oh god like did i do a bad thing (laughs) Mm. like me auditioning for this was that bad of me like did i just like you know come in here and take people's jobs who were supposed to have them, but they couldn't because they were, their union was on a strike and they can't work right now. Um, Mm. you know? And so, yeah, I felt like weird for a a good bit of that. Um, but when it comes down to it, you know, if I think about like my friends in the game, they're just, we're all just trying to work, you know, we were just so new and those were like our first roles. Yeah. Some of us, those were our first roles like in college. Like, I mean, Kylie was fucking 18, you know, like we're all so <laughs> yeah. young. Um, and yeah, I, I don't want to put any blame on, you know, the actors just kind of 
just putting themselves out there to work and not really understanding the weight of what was happening in the union at the time. Yeah. But yeah, there is parts of me that wonder about that. Cause yeah, if the union wasn't on strike, I wouldn't have been sitting here right now with you guys. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I it sucks. Like... But, and, and, and the union striking and the, and the voiceover union and SAG in general, there's so many things wrong with it. And you know, they, yeah, they don't give us residuals and that's, and that's uh horrible. Um, yeah. and should definitely be fought and yeah, voice, voice actors work a lot. So they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. And I'm going to take this a little bit left field cause I will bring it back on life. It's strange, but I think you mentioned something quite interesting there. Cause obviously it comes into fact with Kylie's age. She was so young. I remember speaking to her, like, you know, she was like yeah. 18, I think when we spoke, um, and probably seven, eight, 17, 18 when she was filming it. And like yourself, Katie, 24, 25 BTS was being done. And I just wanted to know, like, because, like, that was kind of the, the the role that shot you and gave you so much that you're so grateful for now. But And I bring this up because when we were speaking to Erica, Erica's, like, very much, she's like, I'm I'm a reserved person. Like, you see her, she has social media, yeah. but she's like, I don't use it. I don't want my life to be an expose for people. And she's, I can see how she's calculated with it. And I see it yourself as well. You, you need to vent when you need to, but also kind of use social media when you need to. But I kind of wanted to know your kind of perspective, Katie, because, like, you know, you got that role at 25. Are you more grateful at that point being 24, 25, getting a major role in a video game rather than being a lot younger? Cause like you won't be exposed to huge amounts of social media, the way people mm. react, criticism, going on these kind of like video game tours. I saw like a, as I said to you before, when we spoke at life after strange, I enjoyed watching you do interviews on true cause. Cause it's like, you seemed so experienced. You're so immersed with things. You had so much time to absorb everything you're doing, but I feel like you know, yeah. maybe 18 year old Kate events would have been completely different. It might have been like, oh, you know, I'm kind of like getting so much exposure here. It could be difficult. But how do you feel about that? It's like the fact that, you know, you kind of got a bigger role at uh, like maybe 25, 24, like that age. I mean, I definitely was completely, well, B BTS, like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like when I was 24, I had the mind of an 18 year old, I feel like. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I think I think I enjoyed it. I loved it. I loved, you know, seeing that I could grow a community. I loved seeing the possibilities and I took advantage of that. You know, like I, I latched on and I started a Twitch channel. Um, I don't know if maybe if I was younger in a different, I guess, a headspace, a younger headspace. I don't know if I would have mm. taken advantage of that. You know, um, mm. I don't know if I would have thought to do that, maybe. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just rolled with it and I just saw that it was a possibility to, to make something, um, to build my brand over here. Um, and I just kind of, I kind of rolled with it. I don't really yeah. know how I would act if I was 18 and I had gotten that role. I don't, I don't know. I was very immature at 18. I was incredibly immature at 18. And, uh, are we all? Same, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's so true. 31. I'm glad that social media was nowhere near in its stage where I was at 18. I'm so grateful for that. Like, you know, we had Facebook, Twitter, but like nowhere near like levels of what I see in like TikTok, for example. I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. so grateful. Oh yeah, to I would have been all over TikTok. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Goodness. So yeah. in that. Oh yeah. No, go on. You go. No, I was going to say, speaking on the, <laughs> the poise you give at such a young actress and after Before the Storm, I just wanted to know, like, uh, we had you on on our old show games and groceries and one of the questions i asked you because i didn't know you were filming for true colors at the time with deck nine 
I, I said to you, hey, what do you think about, because tell me why at the time we were talking about that, tell me why it was a three episode. And so it was before the storm was a three episode. I said, you know, Katie, what do you think about deck nine only going for three episodes? Don't you think they could have gone for five or anything? And you said, well, you know, I think deck nine is a great company. I, th I think they're just so ambitious with what they do anyway. I think a three episode arc is just, you were talking so highly of them. I was like, isn't she done with deck nine? Like, you know, I, I guess. <laughs> I but... mean, like I'm done. Even I wasn't, I don't even remember when I got brought on. I mean, it was, it was a big, like there, cause the game came out in 2017 of September or no, yeah, yes. no, August, 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 August came out August, 2017. Mm -hmm. I didn't, get brought on or get notified that I was being brought onto the project, uh, true colors until December, 2018. So there was a year Jeez. and like a couple months where wow. I had, I was not working for them and I had no, I, I didn't know I was going to be working for them again. Yeah. And I continuously, well, I mean, if you watch the, the vlogs, like I talked them up so much, you know, yeah. like, even, like, you, even now, like I'm do. not like, you know, I'm not on another game with them. Like I just, they're amazing company. And, um, and you handle it with such poise too. Like you're just, you're like, nope. Like this is who I am. Like you handle it very maturely. You know, I was just very impressed with it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. Just give, I guess, respect where it's due, and like, I respect yeah. everybody at that company incredibly oh, for sure. much. Yeah. Well, I, I I definitely saw it, but I definitely did suspect that was like. PR talk. There was there's a difference between giving respect and like something's going on here. She's saying she's she's hiding something here. And at the time, it was like maybe I want to say it was like six months later. You reveal like, oh surprise, I'm gonna I'm gonna reprise my role. I'm like, I knew yeah. it. There was something. Oh, okay. I knew so that was like right when we were doing it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I exactly. probably just had it in my mind because I had been working with them and I was just like, I like them so much. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, she's hiding something. There, there's something up here, but she called me out. I should have, but I don't want to do that to action. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to respect, you know, we're recording. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not going to be that guy. Like, hey, listen, um, spill the beans here. What, what, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I would have deflected really well. You would have had no idea. <laughs> oh, she, de she deflects very well. Um, yeah. Listen, I'm just <laughs> visiting my family in Kansas. It's fine. We're, we're, nothing's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so Jeez. just hypothetically speaking if, if there is another life is strange game and katie comes back which state are you visiting family in next i'll definitely yeah if i'm visiting yeah I'll, i don't know yeah Nova if, Scotia. if i visit family at all they'll be like oh you're totally doing something <laughs> even if i'm visiting my family like... just where my family is nobody's gonna believe me anymore <laughs> so one more thing I wanted to ask you, because like Wavelengths was quite interesting when we talked in our um, Life After Strange episode, and especially when you gave that really, I, I love that response where you talked about like, you know, there was fear about playing a gay character now in 2022 when the climate's changed. And I think mm -hmm. retrospectively, I appreciate Wavelengths a lot more in certain things. I think like one of the things I noticed was, um, you know, the, you know, the dating mechanic essentially with Steph, like the, the Tinder-esque kind of like, you know, swipe, 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 swipe. And obviously Adam mentioned it there. You, you, you both talked about tell me why. Mm -hmm. Fast forward a couple of years from that, we have a transgender 
um, love interest for Steph. And like, those are two really like big significant things, especially for me on the, like the dating thing. Like I've used those apps and I think they're horrid. Like, especially like, <laughs> you know, like kind of like, especially for like Steph in terms of you want something, but then you're kind of talking to anyone. It could be like, you, you're just having tech. There's like meaningless conversations. That's what I felt sometimes with some of those characters. It was like, and it felt mm-hmm. quite immersive. And I think it was just because of my current reflection of how I feel about it. And then just obviously a big step forward with having a trans love interest on someone like Steph but what was it like for you like and at the time and also maybe even now like having reflection of like seeing these kind of like things of like let's explore dating apps and let's explore a love interest because like as I said five years ago we wouldn't have had any of this for me personally like and but because of like how staple factor like a dating app is now in most people's life or how Mm -hmm. the industry is trying to push trans characters and try to get them more visibility um, what was it like seeing these kind of things being talked about and really kind of like, you know, drilled home in True Colors is Wave 1's DLC? Mm. Yeah, no, I think it's amazing that like we were able, you know, as as a whole for this game to to talk about these things, to bring these things up, to, to uh, bring awareness to these issues and just these people. It's not even really issues, it's just people, which bring awareness to different types of people because there's not you know we're not just this like cookie cutter type of person and everybody's the same person we're all different people and we all have different backgrounds we all like you know yeah. uh yeah our sexual orientation is different like you know we is yeah so to be able to to bring in people that maybe we haven't seen in the media as much like transgender people like we haven't seen that in the media as much and i i only can hope that you know will continue seeing them in a way of them just being people. And I think that that's really cool that they did that in in Wavelengths where like, yeah, and yeah, it was just a transgender person who like, it wasn't even, that wasn't even a discussion. It was just a person. It was just yeah. Izzy. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't even, it wasn't even a discussion. Just like Steph being gay wasn't a discussion. You know, she went on the dating apps, like she was trying to find, you know, somebody to like match with. And yeah. like, yeah, in True Colors, like, you know, we just find out that, yeah, Steph used to date Izzy. And, like, there wasn't a discussion of, like, oh, Izzy's transgender and, like, this is all the tra- the trauma and things that happened. Like, no, like, there, that probably did happen. There was probably things that happened, you know, sure. in, in the, the story behind it all. But, like, the point was, was just to shine light on that these are just people and we're all just people existing, trying to just live our freaking lives, you know? Exactly. Nicely said. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Adam, do you have anything else out about wavelengths? Um, okay. So Katie, <laughs> do you have, and I, and I, and I'm sorry if I haven't seen all the vlogs and this is something you've already answered. Are you at all a vinyl collector? Do you collect CDs? Do you collect music at all? Um, I have a small little vinyl collection because of the community sending me vinyls. Nice. I have like every midnight cd album i have um the true colors album i have hannah tell's album like people have just sent me all of these these i have the life is strange uh with um with uh oh my gosh angus and julia stone like i have that because people send them to me but yeah so my little collection what would you say but it's all because like it's all because of the game it's all because of the community just sending you stuff yeah so let me ask you then like a little follow-up for that right (laughs) if you have your top three hunts, right? You don't have these albums, but like this is something that you might want on vinyl, whether it exists on vinyl or it doesn't. Oh. 
what would you yeah. be your top three like collections to add oh i really love nick d he's an awesome artist underground like he made his come up on tiktok like you know he or nice. instagram tiktok whatever um and yeah he's he's awesome i love his music so much um so definitely him um i don't really know i don't really know i have a really eclectic um taste in music so i listen to a lot of different music his is definitely one that comes to mind immediately um yeah i would have to like look through my spotify playlist to figure out what else i would like i know but yeah for sure him nick d's great highly yeah, recommend we're, yeah we're coming up on that uh spotify year like kind of review soon oh like, god i'm gonna yeah i don't know i, what, know. Yeah, I don't know what mine's gonna be we'll see no i I know exactly what my top five, like number one is going to be logic. It's, it's oh. logic every single year. So it's just going to be up there, but the other same music every single year. I love it. Oh yeah. I, it, it knows, but like the other four, <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Don't know what my top five it's is exciting. Be. It's fun. I know. Adnan, isn't it exciting when your Spotify comes out? Yeah. I want Apple music. So when I, yeah. Have this conversation. <laughs> lame. Yeah, I, I am. I am very lame, but I'm going to move this into a more, <laughs> you know, interesting conversation because Adam's opened up into music. But Katie, I'm going to move it onto Life is Strange at this point, which is Daughter Before the Storm soundtrack or Angus and Julia Stone soundtrack for True Colors. Which one is your favorite and why? Daughter. Daughter. Oh, yes. Correct. Daughter. Answer, yeah. Daughter. I like yeah. Julia and Angus Stone. I really do. I think their music's incredible. Like, I, yeah. I really connect with it all. But Daughter is just uh amazing like youth i remember hearing when i was younger and mm -hmm. so when i saw that like they had so many songs in, in bts <laughs> i was like this is so cool like i know youth and all these yeah. other songs are just i don't know i love the vibe of it i love the emotion behind it and yeah so definitely daughter great shout great. i'm I'm, nice. I'm from the uk i've never heard a daughter before that and when they had daughter do before this time i became i listened to everything yeah. they made i was like yeah. i'm hooked on daughter and i love their music i think it's great um so moving on from wavelengths we might come back to it but i wanted to ask you because obviously we're going through the vlogs as i've suggested to people many times go and watch your vlogs they're great to kind of get a really insightful kind of like behind the it's scenes like, expose you'll ever too. Get. like there's a lot more behind the scenes stuff coming up yeah because so. that's my favorite part because i'm like following them and obviously we're getting like you know snippets of time from but it's like we're getting closer and closer to like oh you know i can kind of reveal yeah. true colors i can like you know we get into this kind of scene so it's really cool so i would recommend people go and check those but i kind of don't want to ask because obviously you know you're you're in la but you're flying out to colorado and you're doing the vlogs and obviously i've seen like in there's, there's a lot of traveling around colorado as well i want to ask is obviously haven springs is a big inspiration from colorado well i wanted to ask you like what was it like immersing yourself in the Col colorado culture because you spent a lot of time out there and then also yeah. how reflective it was in haven springs because the, the they were very clear deck nine it's like this is what we want to take inspiration from it's in the game and obviously i've had anastasia's perspective I've had erica's perspective but i wanted to know what you felt because obviously having spent almost like a second home um colorado at that point what mm -hmm. you thought about and then kind of seeing it brought to life in haven springs yeah, well, I just feel like um, color, like where I was staying in Colorado was not like, you know, similar to Haven Springs, but like driving when I got to drive um, the few times I got to drive out there, like I drove through those towns pretty much like I didn't go to to um, the town that it was kind of based off of, but I just got to drive through these like little small mountain towns and it was just so cool to see that I was like, this is Haven Springs like these are this is what it is like this is colorado small town mountain yeah. town right here 
And it was just really cool to, yeah, see that they took so much of their own home, you know what I mean? Their own state and put it into this game. And you could just tell there was a lot of passion behind that. Like they knew like how to make this game beautiful based on, on Colorado. Um, and yeah, like I, I tried to go and do as much stuff as I could. I mean, I didn't really do too much stuff cause I had a lot of, you know, work that I had to do when I was there, yeah. <laughs> but I got to go to like downtown Denver and I got to go up to Boulder and, you know, I got to just like, you know, be around, but yeah, it was, it was cool. It just, it was a really nice area and yeah, ever, it was just a really cool town. Did you ever go to a show at the Red Rocks? I actually went to the Red Rocks, did not see a show. Oh, dang. Yeah, I went there like during the day before, like they were doing like sound check and like getting everything set up, but you could like walk, you know, out yeah. there, like on the amphitheater. It was like really cool place. I would totally love to see a show there. It just didn't work out. I know. Yeah. It's it's definitely one of my like bucket lists. Odessa was just there putting on a show. I'm just like, oh, I bet that was great. I know. I saw pictures. I was like, great. Dang it. <laughs> I'm up here in North Dakota. And it's down there. It's like, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. Too expensive yeah. to live there anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've heard Colorado's really expensive to live now <laughs> as well. Um, one thing I want to ask you as well, because we, we didn't actually explore this at all before, but it's like, what what was your reaction like when they pitched you the story for True Colors and then also kind of like learning about Alex Chen, Gabe Chen? Because like, uh, we spoke about Zach Garris when you, you, you met him and, use all mocap sets but just like the overall impression because obviously this takes a completely different turn compared to other life is strange games has the the life is strange dna as i call it like it has a lot of the kind of same elements but we're going so i feel like this is deck nine kind of putting its foot on the on the series because it's like we you you have an opportunity to create your own characters more yeah. characters your own settings but what was your impression when they pitched the original idea of here's the story from it and you're hearing it no i thought it was awesome they didn't tell me too much they just told me we have a character who is going to feel emotions and she's going to have aura around her and it's going to be, you know, it's going to, that's her power. Um, and yeah, I don't even, <laughs> yeah, I, they didn't, they don't tell you that much. They just are like, Hey, you want to, we have this other game, um, coming out and we want to have stuff, you know, reprise her role. We want you to reprise stuff's role in it. And they didn't really tell me how much of it I was going to be involved in. I do know that originally Steph was not going to be a love interest. I do know that originally. Um, huh. yeah, she was not, she was not going to be a love interest. Um, and she just kind of developed into that. I, yeah. So yeah, I think she was supposed to just be a small little part. And then the writers just ended up writing more for her and like came back one day and they were like, all right, so Steph is going to be a love interest now. And I just remember being so excited. Like I was so, I was like, finally Steph gets some love. I knew that yeah. freaking fans were going to eat that shit up. Like, you know, like <laughs> I knew how great of a move that was and i was just even more excited to you know get it out to the the world so yeah Dang. so speaking of things that were cut or maybe you know added in later uh i needed to confirm something or speak on something in terms of the behind the scenes on here okay we had erica mori on the show okay and she revealed to us that originally during the festival there was going to be an all-out dance scene with all of the characters, and she was going to lead the charge into, like, actually uh, developing the dance moves, uh, choreography. Can you speak on that? Is that true, or is she blowing smoke? No, I think that might be true. Yeah? That I, I mean, at first, I'm like, I don't remember any of this happening, but then I'm like, wait, this kind of sounds familiar. 
<laughs> yeah, apparently it was supposed to be a whole choreographed dancing with the entire town, including Jed. Yeah. That would have been dope. Like, now that I think about this, because Erica, you know, has a dance background. And yeah, yeah uh, I feel like she might have mentioned this at one point. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of things. There's a lot of things that, you know, go up in the air and they're like, all right, we could try this. We could try that. Like, there's so many things. There's so many things. Um, that they change before it gets to, you know, the the hands, the script gets to the hands of the actors and then we get to be in the space with it. And yeah. sometimes even after that, like, you know, they cut a lot of stuff and you have to redo things. When I came yeah. in, though, they pretty much like had, you know, the main points down, you know, and, mm-hmm. and they weren't really like there was still changing things and adding stuff. But like, yeah, it wasn't as like... um it wasn't when Erica first started out because they had they had to shoot so many new things all the time because they were just really trying to figure it out. Yeah, she she was very excited about that. She was very passionate <laughs> for it to happen, and I was just like, "That sounds pretty wild, man." I don't know if she would. I, I don't strike her as a liar, but I'm just like, "That sounds pretty daunting." I think man. it's true. I think it's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. I think it's actually Do- true. Don't worry about Dang. Adam's thing with Erica Mori because, like, she rode him pretty much for like our entire episode. He took a lot of points from Erica Mori. <laughs> so, like, that's why. So that's rude, why it's a little bit. No, but, like, <laughs> Katie, it's really interesting that you mentioned the love interest part about Steph because, like, yeah, my belief, like, that kind of like blows my mind a little bit. That's why I've been saying a bit quietly because I always assumed that Steph was a bigger part of the game because, like, the way she's positioned yeah. in the story. And I've said this to Adam loads of times. Like, you could take Alex away and put Steph in the main character role, and that's nothing against Erica Mori, but it's just like. The emphasis they put on Steph, obviously Steph's story coming out with um, post this with um, Titan and um, Square Enix, it just feels like they have a lot of love for Steph. So the fact that Steph's got a love interest, like the minute yeah. I was playing that game, I was like, right, Alex's love interest is Steph for me. It's not going to be Ryan. It's yeah. like, I feel like Ryan was yeah. almost the third wheel. And it's like, I just, yeah. like, it just kind of blows my mind the fact that you just told me like, oh, maybe that, you know, the love interest part wasn't going to happen until it was like, yeah, we'll add it in. It was, I think it was kind of like once they did it, it was like a no brainer, like, oh, duh, like, of course we're doing this. Um, But they just have so many working parts. See, they got there's so many things, there's so many storylines, there's so many characters that didn't even get to be put into the game that they had. Like, they have so many ideas, and then they have to whittle them away to see what's going to work. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, even for the DLC, like, there were so many other options for it um i was told um and you know the stuff dlc might have not been a thing and they approached me with that immediately they said what do you think about this it might not happen and i was like Mm. cool don't get my hopes up but also fuck yeah you know (laughs) um but yeah you just it's just everything's ever changing um in these type of games Mm. are you um are you nervous about at all about the titan book i'm not trying to say like dog the company or anything but do you think they're gonna get the character right are you nervous reading about it for a character that you really love what are your thoughts yeah i think um well the writer she seems really sweet um Mm -hmm. they're uh they we follow each other on on twitter i think because it was after i uh posted about it and i was like i went with the audiobook you know uh (laughs) and they responded to my message huh are you doing the audiobook I want to. I don't have no. I have no like tie to anything. I don't even know nah. if they're going to do an audiobook. But I have spoken right. into existence. I put. I put out my feelers where I needed to put my put out my feelers, and <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, Heck the yeah. the writer of the novel 
responded to me on Twitter and was like, that would be so cool if you were able to do the audiobook. And so then, yeah, like, I, yeah. So they seem yeah. like a pretty cool person, you know, and I think that Square, because I assume, I assume, I, I mean, I don't know how it works. I, you know, Square is partnered with Titan. I don't know if Titan's partnered with the writer or if Square's the one who, like, you know, found the writer. I don't know. But I do know that Square, you know, and, and well, and also too, Deck Nine, um, like, I think it was Deandra and, um, I don't know if it was, I don't know how many other people were involved in it, but they hmm. were on it. They core like they were they worked with the writer um, hmm. as correspondent. I don't know the word, but like they worked with the writers to make sure that they were getting the correct story, that they were getting the correct feel of stuff and whatever stories we're about to read. I have yeah. no idea, <laughs> honestly. To God, have no fucking clue. And so, yeah, Dang. I have no idea what they're gonna what the story is about. I have no fucking clue. No idea. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm called... about to learn about this character just like everybody else is. No wow. idea what this this character unless they contact me, you know, in freaking I don't know, comes out in March. Maybe they contact me in January and they're like, Hey, let's do the audiobook. Then I'll know. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I saw that opportunity and I was like, they would be like that is the smartest thing that they could do is to if they're if they do an audiobook, not all books have audiobooks. But honestly, I feel like in this situation, why wouldn't you have an audiobook? Um, yeah, so especially with a voice actress. Yeah, and 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 folks over like you know like that I've been talking to are like yeah 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 like we've been trying we're pushing you know so I know that like there's a there's a possibility it'll happen but also it's up to Titan and if they do an audiobook and if they want to use me um, mm. they could totally go use somebody else and that's the whole thing about you know you can't. Yeah. But again, like it would be such a, a no brainer to use the actor as mm -hmm. the voice of the novel that's about her. Like that's just to me is another like promo deal. That's a PR. That's a thing. Yeah. Like you just keep pushing shit out. You're like, oh, here we go. So even yeah. Will Smith like read his book of like about Will Smith. Like he he was the audiobook narrator. So it's kind of like <laughs> yeah. Why not? Katie and Benz? if it doesn't happen, if they don't do an audiobook for it or if they do an audiobook and they don't have me you know as the as the narrator for it uh, as a voiceover for it i'm gonna read the he heckin book on my stream and that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> heck yes yeah oh, story so, time with katie bentz <laughs> yeah we'll nice. read the book we'll read the book on stream um and learn yeah i'll learn about it right then and there i'll learn about Steph's story so okay yeah, yeah it seems a no-brainer for me for them to do an audiobook and especially yeah. because it's a I mean, novel yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, like, obviously, like, the comics are a bit different. I, like, really enjoyed reading the comics, but it's, like, for a novel, like, to make me sit down and read 300 pages or however long a book is, I'm, it's it's going to take Man. me about 300 years. So I'd rather, like, and I think the opportunity as well, because of the voice actor, and, you know, as we said, all the stars align, but in mm -hmm. that, Katie, like, we don't really know much about it anyway, what they do with the book for the moment, but is there any part of stuff you'd like them to explore in that story? They're younger, her younger years. I don't know mm -hmm. what they're going to explain. I don't know what this is going to be, but I want to know her younger years. I want to know about her parents. I want to know about her, you know, come up story. I want to know. Yeah, I want to know how she is this proud, you know, person and how is she so sure of herself and where does she get this confidence from? You know, we have a little bit about that, like that flashback with her and her cousin, you know, at the Pride um but that was that was you know her when she was like 14 i think i want to know about her when she's young and i don't know yeah. how they're mm -hmm. gonna do that 
I don't know. Um, but I think with with this story, it's about her. It's about her journey traveling in the band with Izzy. I think that is the actual story. Yeah. I don't know, but I yeah. think that's what I read. <laughs> so yeah, now that you say that, I think that's what the description was. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah. Izzy. So as much as I'd like her to us to experience her younger years, I think the the story is based off of the time before stuff comes to Haven. Mm, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's always flashbacks. Flashbacks can happen in books. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe exactly. we'll see more. Yeah. yeah. But I'm very excited about it. I don't know how long it's going to be. I don't know. Uh, but it's super cool that a character that I perform gets her own freaking book. Right. It's awesome. Starring in it. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. so cool. Really yeah. Cool. Adam, uh, yeah. do you have anything else to add about True Colors and Life is Strange? Because I'm going to, because obviously we've got other stuff to talk about. And I've, I've run, as I said, I've yeah. run my my course for about an hour and yeah. a half in our life of strange. And got, if you have any fails, I do, I do have one question. Okay. Speaking on true colors, uh, Katie, Katie Benz, um, Benz of Katie. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite color? Blue. Okay. Thank you. That's all the questions I have. Does that mean I'm a sad um, person? Well, <laughs> I, mm, actually, well, you Maybe. said true colors, so I was wondering if you were going to, like, yeah, attach No, it that's it. Just I want to know favorite uh, favorite shade of blue. Teal, like a tealy, like a... Like, like a uh, greenish blue. Like, yeah, like the color. I don't know if you can see. Like a, like a, just like a, yeah, like a light tealy blue. I don't that's... know, like a vibrant light tealy blue. I okay. Know, I, like I can get colors. Almost like, like, not exactly a turquoise, right? But like, a yeah, bit... like kind of turquoise. Like if you've seen my my colors on my stream, like that's yeah. a pretty good one. Or like even this is a really pretty color. This is a beautiful this right here. Oh, that's nice. That's a pretty. I thought color. that was a swatch for a second. Yeah, I know. But yeah. yeah, it's definitely like yeah, it's a pretty color. Some people that's might nice. say it's green. I don't know. It looks blue to me. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's cool. Okay. We'll come back on Life is Strange with um, some of the fan questions. Obviously, this topic's a bit more interesting. And we'll come on to it in a second because something just popped in my head. I'm going to link it to Life is Strange. As you know, in this podcast, we've had other Life is Strange actors come on here, which included, obviously, Kylie Brown, someone you worked with as your co-star in Before Storm. But in that, Adam asked her a question, which was uh, taken from Mr. Matty Plays, which was that, if you're having mac and yeah. cheese, Katie, do we have it with a spoon or a fork? Um, I think you can go back and forth. It's just like, it's like oatmeal. You can go back Ooh. and forth on oatmeal too. Um, wait, whoa, pause. You can go back and forth on oatmeal. Wait, wait, wait. You eat oatmeal with a fork? Uh, yeah. Today what? I ate it with a spoon, but sometimes I'll eat it with a fork if I'm feeling Wait, how do you eat what, it with a, a challenge? Do you have like cookie dough like oatmeal? I mean, it's pretty thick. Yeah. It's not like runny. Oh yeah. my God. So, yeah, I have berry. I have like berries in there, and it's nice just to like stab it, you know. I eat guess. the berry, uh, but I, yeah, no. I would say that if I mac and cheese, I'd totally eat with a fork. But yeah. like, I could eat mac and cheese with a spoon as well. But like, Mister Maddie plays is very, very like he goes to war with a spoon. Like it's only eaten with a spoon. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just like, how? no, like that. That's some runny like mac and cheese and you gotta stab it with the fork you know like like the real yeah. mac and cheese you know yeah and then you pick it up and then the entire like cheese just dribbles on your face because you're like yeah it's like, like, that's, like that's how you eat mac and cheese like, yeah like see, I'm I, I more... like, yeah you can eat like like the oatmeal thing like i don't know if it's a if it's a thicker consistency and it's not going to run I through guess. the fork you can eat it with a fork whatever I guess. it is 
because I, I eat overnight oats in the morning and even my overnight oats i don't think i would eat with a fork i can't eat overnight oats with a fork because it is yeah. runnier. like yes, i want thing. yeah i want to eat it with a spoon but yeah. but yeah no i would definitely i could go back and forth I, I would eat it yeah i don't know okay that's that's the one that shocks me when you said back and forth just like with oatmeal <laughs> it's like yeah wait. i don't know just what are you feeling oh you want to eat with a fork and a spoon whatever see that that's it. That's a that's the LA mentality right there. It's like, ah, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat, you know. That's that's yeah, West whatever. Coast mentality. It's you know? nice to switch things up. You know, life gets boring. See, I'm coming from sometimes. I'm coming from the East Coast. Like I was born and raised in Philadelphia, so I got East Coast mentality. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, you eat it with a with a with a spoon. What are you talking about? There's no other <laughs> way. Stop it. But like West Coast, like you know, sometimes life flows in the way you want it to. So, you know, yeah. it's like getting with a fork one sometimes. But <laughs> uh, West Coast, man. Again, <laughs> East Coast all the way. Right. Yeah. Well, that was that was insightful. And you picked the right answer, Katie, for a fork. So we're going to move it forward because we're going to talk about two things, which is your Game Hers nominations and also oh, yeah. Twitch. And there's a lot to talk about Twitch in the second part. Oh, As I said, this is a, a bigger topic me? for you. Did you yes. see me go off the other day on my stream? I did. Yes. Oh, hence, fun. Hence, hence why I said this was a topic you would enjoy. I said I was keeping it secret because we'll come on we'll to that in a minute. It. Because, we'll talk because about we're going to talk about we're going to talk about gamers first because obviously voting is open. We talked about Life After Strange. The links were there. Go and vote for Katie. Pause this I video. Go and vote not, for her. It's not in there anymore. I don't think. I don't think I made it. Oh. The, oh. Yeah. They they yeah. nominate like there's like three hundred people or something. <laughs> You know, it's yeah. like, it's wild. Like literally any, you could nominate anybody and they'll be put up on the nominations for the Game Her Awards, uh, which feels cool because it makes it feel like you got, you know, you got something, you know, you're like, oh, yeah. that's so cool. But then you look and you see there's 300 people and you're like, all right, this is a popularity contest. And uh, yeah. hey guys, you want to vote for me? You can if you want, but yeah, it's not gonna, it's, yeah. it's popularity contest when it comes to that kind of thing. So like whoever has the most uh, supportive, not even the most supportive community just whoever has the most, most community members yeah at that yeah. point yeah that's kind of what it is um yeah i was hoping, I was yeah, hoping I, to use this as a plug to get you a more, more votes but i don't think well because i got an email saying that the round had moved on to like the next round of whatever and i never got notified that i moved on or anything so i assume that i'm i'm not in it at all that's so, a shame but on the yeah, nominations i don't know it, it must be nice to get them because I know that you do a lot of charity streams and yeah, I got nominated for the charity streamer. Yeah. And, and this see. is a big part of your life as well as streaming anyway, but it must be just nice to get, kind of get that recognition, especially because as I said, you do a lot of the charity stuff to, for all kinds of benefits that you give to other people. So to get oh, that I guess recognition I'm, I'm still in here. Now I'm confused. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> the, the site confuses me <laughs> because it says like community voting and then my name is still on here, but I don't know if it's like open still. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I guess what we're saying to our audience is to um, hack into the system and just take your vote in there. Uh, just do any sort of immoral steps to make sure that Katie wins. I think that's yeah. what we're getting out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just to be clear. Cool. 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 Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah. Just so I read right. Yeah, so if if it is still open, go and vote for Katie. If yeah. not, Katie should have won. That's just simple. My my my, my position on that. Yeah. But, so Katie, obviously, this is where we get into a media topic, kind of giving you a lot of room to run it and stuff. Because obviously, acting is only one part of your life. You built a lot around streaming, 
commitment, dedication, everything else in between. I'm a bit of a cynic with sometimes with Twitch streamers, and mainly towards the bigger ones. I'm like, these guys don't care about a lot of the people that are following them, making a lot of money, etc. But then yeah. I remember that for a platform of people like yourself, Day, it makes the the world for you and everything else and that you give towards it. And I think more so with people like yourself and Day, because I think there's a lot of ethics that are involved in it. Because like you're an actor, but you respect your NDAs at work. You respect if a publisher reaches out to you. And I'm saying that because recently some guy who was a YouTuber got caught out for the Assassin's Creed thing. He was like leaking stuff and breaking NDAs. So it's like, I'm, yeah. that's why I'm a bit cynical. In the dumbest way he got caught too. Stupid. Yeah. Way. It's, it's stupid. It's like, I'm, I'm a cynic towards people. Like, it's like, they don't have ethics sometimes, but you know, there are truly great people out there, but in itself, we've had a big shockwave that's been sent out for the news, which is that Twitch is removing its best paying for 70, 30 revenue split for most of its streamers. And it's committing to a standardizing 50, 50 split instead. And I know that Katie speaks about the issues that are important to her. We spoke about in Laugh After Strange about the credits and you were, you had a lot to say about that. And then this one as well. So Katie go off on, Twitter respectfully, but also giving the vocal opinion of, and very big transparency as well. Cause I learned a lot about Twitch at that point from you. Like when you're talking about how people give things, what, what revenue you get, et cetera. But I want to give you the platform here. Like what was your reaction? Just seeing that news as well. And obviously that, that will impact you and the, the amount of work that you put towards Twitch as well. Yeah. Well, it doesn't impact me. Um, like it doesn't really impact me up front because uh, I've never had a 70-30 split. I never was able to get it. Uh, mm. I tried. I tried to contact partners, support. I tried to do anything I could to get it um, yep. for the last like three years, but it was just never anything that like, I just, I never have contacts at Twitch. I don't know what, I don't know what to do about it. Uh, but when I tried last year, they were like, no, no, no. And now I'm like, okay, that makes sense because they were about ready to fucking just yeah. take it away from everybody. Uh, I'm more or less just upset, like, for my friends. I have a lot of friends who do have 70-30 splits. And when, when it comes to making money on Twitch, when it comes to being a Twitch streamer, when it comes to being a content creator, so the 70-30 split goes away after they make $100,000 from subscriptions. Um, I believe that's what it is. I don't know if it's overall. I think it's just subscriptions. Um, and mm -hmm. that's a lot of money to some people. Like, that's a lot of money. $100,000 is a lot of money. Um, but... And so a lot of people can look at this and be like, whatever, they're still making a lot of, they've, they're making $100,000. Like it's like, they're still making a lot of money. Like they're going to be fine. And it's like, well, no, let's, let's think about this. These people who have a 70, 30 split have had this their entire time for the most part of being a Twitch streamer. And they rely on this money. They rely on this income, you know, Twitch ebbs and flows when it comes to, to money financially, especially from subs and bits and donations and things like that. But you can get a pretty good idea of what you might make at the end of the month. Right. And especially if you have a 70-30 split and you usually have, you know, these these pure recurring subs every single month, you can, you know, allow and allot, you know, that money towards places in your life. So these people, even though they're making over $100,000, you know, these people have families. These people have kids. Some people do. They have families and kids and they have to pay for school. They have to pay for food and clothes. And maybe like their income makes it so like their partner doesn't have to work. So then like, you know, everybody was relying on this person's income, this Twitch streamer's income for the family. And now they've done this and, you know, now like that sucks. Yeah, they've given them, uh, you know, almost a year's notice, but also it's just like they have to 
look at all of their finances now and figure out, okay, yeah. well, what the hell do I do? Because I might not be able to now afford my mortgage because I've based my entire life off of what I expect to make. And mm -hmm. so it's pretty shitty and I feel bad for those people. And, um, honestly, a 50, 50 split is the, so fucking stupid. Like there's no other company out there for content creators that does a 50, 50 split. And right. mm -hmm. this is the most, like we're doing the most work streaming on Twitch. You know what I mean? You can have a fan house. You can, you can, you know, um, do, I don't know. You can have all these other like little sponsorships and partnerships with different companies, but like your main source of energy goes into turning on that live stream and streaming. And that is the mm -hmm. main source. That is where like we get burnt out from. Like our main source of burnout comes from that. And to only get 50% of a subscription is so low ball. Like that is so bad. Um, I assume like, that's before, is, sorry, I assume that's before you get have to declare taxes on it as well. So you already, yeah, that's even more before taxes. It. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, exactly. Like it's, and, and yeah, like I've been super transparent about all that stuff. And so I was just mad about it. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I then went on to, to Twitter to just tell people because I talked about it on my, uh, on my, I talk about it on my Twitch channel all the time because I want people to know where their money is going. And I want people to mm -hmm. know like, yeah, what's the most beneficial way for you to support streamers? Not even just me, just to have knowledge and be educated and knowing where your money is going. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to put this on Twitter. I'm going to put this on Twitter and make a big long thread. And hopefully it'll help somebody like understand mm -hmm. what to do and how, how their money and where their money goes on, on Twitch. And it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it did help some people. But then, yeah, uh, yesterday, I, uh, they're doing this thing. They're implementing this thing called Super Cheers, which is just stupid. And um, it's basically a way to try and deter people from using PayPal as, as a donation um, source oh, on streams. Oh, great. And, yeah. Um, yeah, they just, Twitch just wants to control it all. They don't yeah, want people to go outside of it. They want to make it easier for people So it's basically like the, like the uh, Apple uh, did with uh with Fortnite, right like you can't do any outside payment you have to do like through yeah so yeah pretty yeah. much um but they also were so they're experimenting this on people's channels and while they are like they're taking away the option to to donate with bits and bits is the most beneficial yeah. way to support a streamer giving bits because the viewer or the person purchasing the bits pays for the fee up front so if you buy a dollar yeah. Then you're going to be paying a dollar forty, and then you can give that dollar to that streamer, the whole entire dollar. Um, an, but yeah. with um, with everything else, you know, a fee is coming out of the streamer. So um, yeah, and with the super cheer, the fee would be coming out of the streamer as well. Um, and anyways, yesterday for some freaking reason, I don't know, maybe it's just a coincidence. Well, I got put into the experiment. <laughs> and so I woke up and my mod was like, what? oh, yeah, your bits, your bits are gone. We can only do the super cheer thing. And I said, no fucking way. Are you kidding me right now? After I put out that really long, extensive Twitter post about where your money goes as a viewer two days ago. And then I mysteriously get put into this, like, you know, well, random <laughs> per chance experiment. They never told me about it. They never contacted me saying, hey, you're going to be a part of this. Nothing. And so... I went off because bits is the most beneficial way. And it's where we, it's, 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 it's my source of income. You literally just took away a source of income for me to, 
to take away like and the super tier thing is is not beneficial at all twitch is literally getting money one way or another but yet you want to do the way that makes it go out of the streamer's pocket what the fuck and so yeah I hope that they don't replace bits with this super tier stuff because that's absolutely garbage. I'm just so sick and tired of, you know, just sick and tired of it, honestly. I'm burnt yeah. out. I'm 110% burnt out from streaming. Um, but it is what, it's my my job. It's my source of income. And what the fuck do I do? Yeah. So here I am. Yeah. No, like what you're saying right now, like I was just listening to um, the Nintendo podcasts where they're they were talking about on their bonus episode uh between youtube and twitch which is better for a creator and what you're saying right now it just matches up that like they couldn't contact anybody from twitch where for youtube they always had a person like straight up like even that small creators they're just like a youtube person would like reach out and like hey i heard you had a problem what what's the problem here or there will be people who want to like <laughs> move them up into the youtube algorithm but in Twitch, it's like the Wild West. They they go on there. Nobody talks to them. Nobody tells them anything. No, nobody tells them about what what they're going to experiment with. It, it's like matching up. And the, like the Nintendo's between Bob Wolf and uh, Wood from Beat'em Up, some larger creators. And even they struggle on Twitch, like from hearing yeah. from people. Well, it's, it's because YouTube gaming isn't as big as Twitch. Yeah. That's where that they're yeah. able to manage creators better even if you're a smaller creator but it's just not it's not the place to be as a yeah as a, twitch is the place to be which is the place That's to the be thing. unless yeah. you are so it's kind of like like which is the better poison you know yeah i like, mean for me my entire community is on twitch i'm not gonna yeah. jump mm -hmm. ship and and go to a different platform where i don't believe half of my community would follow me because people like things a certain way some people like watching yeah. Twitch. Some people like watching YouTube. I don't like watching YouTube lives. I think the interface looks weird and makes me uncomfortable and I don't like it. Like, I don't understand it. It looks weird. Yeah. Like, I don't well, like it. It's like a couple it years ago when, like... level of interactivity that you have with Twitch. So I feel yeah. like you're, you're more interactive. Like, when I watch your streams on Twitch, Katie, like, it's always been like, you get ping, ping, ping. You get, like, a lot of kind of, like, knowing when someone's interacting, you get your mods yes. and stuff. But when I've watched YouTube live, it's, like, just a scrolling feed and, like, a couple of, like, one or two bits in it. And I'm like... Yeah, yeah, sure. It's, yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's just different. And so like, yeah, like I I truly think if I were to leave, like I don't think, you know, I do I do have like a small group of people who would most likely follow me wherever I go, and I'm very mm -hmm. grateful for that. Um, but yeah, it's just like I've built so much on this platform that I just can't leave. And yeah. it's not like the people who are moving to YouTube you know, are the 1% who are getting bought out and they're saying they're, they're, they're YouTube's coming to them with a contract saying, okay, we got a better contract for you than, than, um, Twitch. Would you want to yeah, come and work yeah. for YouTube instead? Because YouTube knows that, you know, the more of those people they can and get, the more than more people will want to start going over to YouTube. Yeah, but, but again, it's still not like, going to work. Yeah. Cause Mixer did the same thing. Like Mixer got so many creators from Twitch and like, look where Mixer's at not exactly yeah, the like, biggest one yeah yeah youtube gaming i don't think will ever go away i just don't see it at this point ever popping off like twitches like right. and twitch and amazon yeah. like no like amazon knows twitch knows that they're like the best of the best right now and that really nobody can change that and i this think this point. is the point where my business perspective is like amazon squeezing the kind of like 
like in itself, like where I live here, like you see Amazon trucks, like they, they have their own delivery service. They don't use other couriers anymore because they try to make it all narrow focused onto Amazon. I think this is why they're cutting out like yes. the PayPal exchanges. Cause like they don't want to give money towards PayPal. And I think like obviously eBay did it. I think like last year where they cut out PayPal as a pay method. Cause it's like, we want to take yes. the money ourselves and don't want to pay for a fee. So it's like, they seem to be yep. looking at maximizing profits and then also causing this complete chaos that seems to have happened from it. Cause I was just going to say to you, like, um, before we came on, I was reading as well, like they've lost their VP, uh, Twitch, like resigned, uh, Constance. That's Knight, right. Yeah. Leaving the company. When was this? Uh, uh, this was 24 September. So it was, uh, Twitch's senior vice president of global creators, Constance Knight this is leaving today? the company. Yeah. Today. Yeah. I haven't been on social media today. The VP yeah. of Twitch left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. Was... What the fuck? I have to I'll go on streamer Twitter. Oh my God. I had in no idea. Shared... This is wild to me. It's in a statement shared with staff on Wednesday night said, uh, she was off on a quote unquote new adventure that provides exciting growth opportunities for her, both professionally and personally and quote in the quote unquote creative space end quote. Uh, wow. Knight's departure from Twitch means the firm has lost its chief content officer, chief operating officer, and Knight's position in the last year alone. So yeah. there's quite seems like. Do you think they'll make a U-turn on it, Katie? Like this decision? Because I've seen like the the the, the tweet what? that they put out, I, like a U-turn. They might put, make a U-turn because I've seen the tweet that they put out, and like the amount of verified creators who are replying. And like as I said, when you tweet as well, like and you got in your soapbox, like when I know Katie gets on a soapbox, it's about a. <laughs> very important kind of like you know yeah i don't get on, on a soapbox quite saying. often so yeah yeah <laughs> that's what i mean so and yeah. as i said as i said like, i learned more from your your fred about you talking about the transparency because i know just twitch as i can go and watch something i never knew how the revenue was split what you got from bits etc so it's quite insightful for me as someone who's very much a layman in that but do you think that might even make a u-turn on it because it seems like i'm not seeing any creator thinking hey this is actually a great idea that you can take more money from me amazon in the middle of like i hope current... twitch will listen i hope they'll listen i mean i just checked yeah. out my user voice thing and it has almost 200 upvotes so that's fucking cool and there's a ton that's of cool. conversation here i can post this in the chat for you guys there's like that's a ton of conversation cool. about it right now um i put this during my stream yeah there's like there's like two pages of people talking about it and um oh yeah, yeah. look at you oh that's good cool. heck yes that's awesome. These are the these are the things that make the world change, essentially, and for the best as well, like that kind of thing. So if you rally behind it, it's going to be like, yeah, you'll you'll get people um, hopefully re re changing what Amazon's strategy is. Because I think, like personally, I think Amazon are doing it because they know that there's no competition for them. They can just basically take advantage of this because mixers no longer exist because of Microsoft's decision to cancel it. And also Alphabet, Google's company, doesn't seem to want to make YouTube gaming into a great platform, which it could be. I think it could be a Twitch competition, yeah. but it seems at this well, point. That's why, that's why I canceled my Amazon Prime account because I don't I don't like supporting <laughs> this company, dude. I, I don't hate like, it too. I yeah. feel I, I use Amazon for everything. Like I'm over here and I, I hate I hate what this company is doing to so much of our world and so much of my personal like livelihood, but yet we're stuck where I'm so wrapped up in Amazon. I use Amazon all the time. I literally just had things delivered today. Yeah. You know, like I'm yeah. so wrapped up in it and I can't like, I'm yeah, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in this stupid company that is, literally has a hold on this whole world because it, yeah, I don't know. They know what to do to keep people 
exactly yeah. going I don't exponential know growth yeah, yeah this company definitely is gonna yeah continue owning a lot more than we think yeah and, yeah they and want to oh yeah they want to do that's the thing if you if you want to like support Amazon, great. You know that that's on you. I, I'm talking to the listener right here. And if you are supporting Amazon, you know, go over to Twitch. You know, support Katie Benz over here. But if you have no need for Amazon, like don't don't support this company, man. Like it's just yeah, too much. Bad. It's just so, yeah. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. 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 I I, I completely feel for you, and I'm hoping that this. Well, I'm hoping for two things. One that they make a U-turn on this because, as I said, I think it's it's they might be taking a bigger slice of the pie for like, you know, other create like the bigger creators, but it hurts so many of the medium sized, smaller creators, I, anyone who's on there. Yeah. It's just like, it's yeah. so it hurts, man. destructive. Yeah. And, and the, yeah. Only, the only other thing I can hope for is that there's an alternative that pops up and offers a, like, you know, an 80, 20 split to creators. Cause I think that would be a big, big, like mixer. They'll never on... do that. They'll never do that. Yeah. yeah. That's, Twitch that's needs to make money too. They have to, they have yeah. to make money. It's, it's, uh, stupid of, creators to not think that like they have oh, to yeah. make money in order to run twitch and in order to play their employees um yeah. and yeah like they have to somehow make money as well but at the um, same time it's like what amazon does and this is exactly why i canceled my prime account because they had a record profit the year before record profit and this was like exponentially more and then they raised the price of amazon prime and then they do this to creators they are still making profits. They're still making money and that they still screw over the consumer, the creators, their employees. They're, they're making money and they don't care about any of them. And it's just no, like, they yeah. don't. Honestly, I don't think Amazon cares about Twitch at all. No. And like, no. there are a lot of really <laughs> incredible people who work at Twitch who are trying their hardest to yeah. be there for the creators and to try and support yeah. the creators and try to try to get their voice heard at the top you know, to try and make a change. A mm -hmm. lot of the people who leave Twitch talk about how many things that they, you know, tried to bring into the light that it just didn't work, but they tried. And I know that there are still a lot of people at Twitch that are like that. Um, do you know, but, do you know yeah. the, sorry, do you know the minute you mentioned that we said that Amazon doesn't know what they're doing with Twitch. I think you're so spot on with it because as soon as they did this stuff with Lord of the Rings, they sold the rights to it. Like we're not keeping this yeah. and they're just using that as a, a tester to see how their streaming service does even the original series. Yeah. So I think like they seem to be doing this thing where they're gobbling up things and it's like, well, they're, they're making a fallout we... series and fallout is near and dear to my heart. And I know they're going to screw it up. And it's just like, it, mm, my goodness. Well, yeah, Katie, I got a, I got a quick question for you. So this is like for shout outs, right? So by the way, listeners, again, if you got Amazon prime support Katie, you need to go do it. But Katie, I want to give you an opportunity as well. Like, I'm, we're going to shout you out no matter what. But, like, what are, like, three or five creators, like, in that range that, like, people need to pay their attention to when they're on Twitch if they have an Amazon Prime account? Oh, God. I have so many people. Um, List them, man. Let's get some shout outs and, like, support creators in yeah, some way. Well, of course, like, the ones, you know, that are in my close circle like definitely Bree, uh, the Strange Rebel Gaming is an incredible, incredible um, streamer. She was Final Fantasy VII remake as Aerith. Um, she's just a wonderful friend. Uh, A Trey, uh, just another amazing person, another amazing friend of mine. Uh, Yellow Spoon Girl Bella is amazing. 
who is Chelsea, you know, Skylar Seymour, um, Seth Drums. I don't know. There's just so many people. I don't want to forget anybody. And people are like, ah, um, Coco Confession. Like, there's a lot of people out there who are doing great things. And like Calvin Thomas Music. I don't know. There's so many people. I know. CA in LA. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of people out there. Yeah. So I'm sure I missed somebody that I feel like I'm kicking myself out. I'll remember yeah, later. Like, God damn it. That's a, well, that's a giant list for people to like go and like support yeah. them in some way or some fashion. And yeah. And many creators to support that. And, and I think we'll move the conversation away because obviously, you know, it's, it's yeah. really a tough subject with Twitch at the minute and the, the kind of like yeah. position it puts you in. But we'll go back to nicer topics. Life is strange. Fun questions. Katie, six we got in. So we picked them out for you. Cool. Um, these will be... Uh, Quite variation. Got one late one, which is quite good as well. I think that's not life. That's not life is strange one, but yeah. Um, so okay, we'll start off. We're going to Adam from YouTube. Not this Adam. Another Adam Me. who follows this podcast <laughs> for a while. Kicks off with first of all, I just want to say you are awesome, Katie. And a little spoiler alert: if I remember correctly, Steph was the stage director of the Tempest play in Before the Storm. If you could direct a play and have Steph in the lead role, what would it be? Mm. If I could direct, if Katie could direct a play that has Steph in the lead role, super meta. Um, <laughs> ooh. I don't know. I want to direct Othello. Mm. And I want ooh. Steph to play Iago. If you know Othello or Iago, yes, Iago is this like really, really intense uh, deep oh. character who's just kind of really fucked up. I don't know. So yeah, that'd be cool to see uh, to see Steph Genderbin. That that'd be fun. <laughs> good, good shout. Start things off, and then we'll go into Devin Neal. This is from YouTube again. Question for Katie: What do you personally think would happen if Max and Chloe ran into Alex mm. and Steph? Well, I think. Steph would be like, yo, what up, Chloe? Because they know each other. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I think that they, I mean, I think they would all get along pretty well. Um, yeah, I think they would all get along really well. I think the the characters that, you know, they have, they're, they're all written a certain type of way that they would all, all these protagonists sure. would get along well. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. so yeah. So. Right. Going to Anthony on Twitter. Anthony's followed us for quite a while. Katie, I really enjoyed you as Steph in Before Storm and True Colors, but I really loved Wavelengths and thought that was really where she got to shine in that role. Katie, what was your favorite appearance of Steph? And did you have any input in her characterization, especially in Wavelengths, where it was basically mm. just Steph? Also, what's your favorite D&D &D class? Mm. Okay, uh, my favorite part in Wavelengths was definitely Fall, where Mikey and her are playing D&D &D and she's having those intense um that intense scene with him uh that was really fun as an actor to to get down deep with those emotions for stuff i really love that uh yeah some of my favorite lines and scenes are from that moment um and then uh what was there was like three different there's like two questions, um, questions. Was the did you one? have any did you have any input in her characterization especially oh. in wavelengths um no the writers just know what yeah. they're doing like they literally like know exactly what they're going to do with this character i'm sure i could have like you know chimed in and stuff but like you get the script and you're like this is literally stuff this is how it would happen so yeah yeah mm -hmm. and the final part was what was your favorite D D class 
So the I've played a couple times. Um, let's see. This is how like much I don't know D and D very well. Like Elf <laughs> is the class, right? Yeah. Sure. Adam doesn't know either. I would say I would say an elf then. Yeah, I think that's because yeah, the elf, so it's an elf and then you have like a a barbarian is the is the race. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Elf. I'm gonna say elf. Yeah. Okay. People, a lot of people okay. think I'm super into D and D and I'm super like not. So <laughs> I played so, it a lot, but follow up question. Would elves eat oatmeal with a fork or a spoon? No, they would they would I don't I think they would eat it with like their hands. I moving on. We're going to the okay. next question. <laughs> so I don't Laura from imagine Twitter. that. Okay. <laughs> I just Laura gave you something Twitter. left field. <laughs> Laura from Twitter asks if Katie could add a new moment or scene for Steph in True Colors, what would she have liked to see for Steph? Hmm. I want to see her with Gabe. I want to see her and Gabe hanging out. They're yes. besties. They're besties. I want to see any kind of progression with that with that relationship. But yeah, that still blows no my scene. mind. No still blows my mind oh, that you yeah, and Han Solo had didn't work together. I was like, I was like, when he said to me laughing, I was like, wait nope. a minute. I was like, no. I was like, that's oh, mate. I know with the Waylegs DLC, it was all within letters and not actually with Han Soto. I was like, oh, man, that's something yeah. we're missing right now, man. Yeah. Oh, so crazy. I think if the pandemic hadn't happened and they still wanted to do that, they yeah. they had, I think, planned to have Gabe be in the actual, you know, yeah. mocap performance in the space. It would make sense as well, Haven Springs Records. So you could just walk him in, couldn't you? And it's like, we can just film all the scenes. Yeah. But game development, we have to go through what, yeah. you know, the changes and everything else happened between it. Okay. Colin, aka Ghost Panda on Twitter, what a name. Oh. Anyway, two Life is Strange games and her own DLC is quite the resume for Steph. Katie is undoubtedly a legend. My question is simple. What are some of her favorite things about both Arcadia Bay and Haven Springs in the games? Thank you, guys. And thank you, Colin. Just the feeling of just, I don't know, like, I like the Pacific Northwest and I feel like also, like, haven springs gives pacific northwest vibes kind of like i don't know it's just like a certain type of vibe and people um who are in like mountain towns like everything's slower everything is yeah just more chill like you don't worry you're not worried about i don't know stupid things that like you can't change you know you just just chill and you hang out and like you just vibe with the people that you live around and you just enjoy what you enjoy and there's nothing more to it than that and that's just is really nice oh yeah yeah before I move on to the last question, um, I want to ask you, with a Life is Strange game, wh where would you like it to be set if you had the chance? Like, if we we're talking about hypothetically a future Life is Strange game, would you want it to be set in a certain part in the US state? Or do you want it to, like, maybe even move out and go to, like, a different country? Feudal Japan. That's so interesting. <laughs> Feudal Japan. <laughs> like, cheers Listen, I'm just saying, like, there is so much opportunity to have stuff come back. Uh, I'm mm. just saying, like, there's so much opportunity. They, like, she is set up to, they could have her go anywhere and do anything. She's literally a traveling musician. Um, you know, like, there was no, like, any, there was nothing stopping her in any of those endings. So, like, yeah, you could follow, like, Steph to, like, London mm. in her band. Dang. I'm down. Yeah. 
I'll be down for it. UK looks strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Tech Nine. Come on, Square Enix. Right. Last question. We got this late on just before we actually started recording. This is from Grasshook on YouTube. And it's question for all three Team Green or Team Black? There's obviously a wrong answer, just as in Bay or Bay. So don't let me down. Now, I'm team hoping you've watched this. Team Black? We <laughs> all said that. Well, like me and Adam were looking for a question like, what does that mean? We found that it was from uh, House of Dragon. From Game of Thrones. Oh. I've, I I had assumed you'd watched it or like something, there was a connection there, but uh, I'm going to go yeah. to the <laughs> anyway. So it's just... I'll Listen, the only thing that I've ever seen of Game of Thrones, I saw two... I saw two... I saw one whole episode and then I saw a bit of another episode. <laughs> I don't remember anything from the whole episode I saw except for... They traveled to some queen or something and they like, drugged her and she died. Like she sipped something and she died. Yes. That's yeah. all. And then the one scene that I found that I watched from another episode was the boy who's in the wheelchair and he like I don't know, like he's not in his wheelchair, I guess. Or but I don't oh, know. Anyways, there's they're sitting underneath a chair. Or sorry, not in the chair. They're sitting underneath a tree. Like him and like his sister or something and they're having a conversation and whatnot and then she just like leaves and then it just kind of pans out and he's just there and i'm like how is he gonna get up mm. that's all i could think about i was like so the fucking yeah. he doesn't even have his freaking somebody needs to help him they just left him there he can't walk that's all i thought about that's my that's my experience with game of thrones i will okay fair enough. yeah don't need to watch any more of it to be honest that's, that's team, no. team black i don't know i'll just say team black yeah okay. i'll also I'll just... also say team black cool awesome okay. yeah sweet Perfect. right i think we've exhausted a lot of topics katie thank you so much for ha having you back on here um is of there anywhere like obviously people can go and support you on twitch but have you got any like signings planned out because obviously i know that today when we, before we recorded erica mori was doing one for hers and i popped up and i was like where's hemi and she's like hemi's outside and like come on it's like we need to see hemi but is there, is there any is there any signings that we have you have planned or anything that people can do to support you going forward yeah um well my streamly is open i'm gonna be having a signing um i'm gonna be having two different signings actually in october um and i'll be joined by another person that we haven't announced it yet but you can probably guess who that is um so yeah that'll that'll be in october and both of those um or i guess my my streamly store is open so you can purchase i'll be um on wavelengths day which is september 30th i will be um announcing and putting up um some halloween streamly prints for people nice. to um purchase and then we'll be doing a signing middle of october Heck yeah. Awesome. Yeah. There you go. So do go over there. We'll put some links in the comments as well so you can follow. Uh, Katie, thank you again. And we'll jump over to our final segment where me and Adam will close out the show. So uh, thank you for coming on this podcast episode. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. I hope you enjoyed our segment there with Katie. Obviously, always great to what have a great Katie conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the conversation we hadn't had when we were recording this, but which I <laughs> obviously assume is going to be a great conversation. But yeah, as I said, great having Katie on here. Had her on Life After Strange for this month's episode, and obviously we had her on here as well. Double dosage of Katie, and you can never have enough Katie events. But usually, we usually we've done different formats for this. Sometimes it's been a full interview episode with the actors. Sometimes it's been with new segments. I think because of the time and space that we have with things, we're going to do this as a uh, spread the art segment. Um, mm -hmm. So we're going to bring that segment back into this. Um, Adam, you want to kick things off? 
I'll actually let you start first this time. Because I'm going to shock you with mine. No, no, no. You can't set me up like that. No. I can't, on, I can't talk. No, no. I can't talk about my feelings about my whatever I'm going to spread now with you setting up. You have to go first now. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to double down on admin, the council. I played Ooh. it. <laughs> I, I took his advice. I actually played the council. I played it all the way through. Um, and the council is always on sale. Like I bought it. <laughs> it was individually on sale each episode. Here's what, here's what made me angry. I had to buy each individual episode for a dollar 24 the following week, dog, the following week, the entire series was on sale for like five fifty. I was like, dang it. Come on now. <laughs> uh, so it all worked out. It's fine. It was like the same price ish, but it just down. Like anyways. So couple problems to look at before you do this the voice acting is it cringy sometimes here's the thing uh one of the main actors is also the actor of rayman so uh rayman's voice actor so put that in perspective so the, it's kind of cringy the audio design is a little off sometimes my audio would cut in and out um the story goes a little bonkers sometimes. It's you know, here's Keep it the spoiler thing that, free. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like spoiler yeah. free. It's like the story goes a little bit bonkers. Um, but the good things about this game, it is a narrative uh driven game, it is episodic. Here's what got me. It's an RPG, essentially. There are RPG traits, there are class systems, there is uh different consumables about this, so you have to think about what you're doing. Uh, different selections cost different experience points. And if you put your experience points to one different aspect, then there's a discount on the experience points that you go into with making a selection. And then if, right, if you don't go into their vulnerability, then you get some points deducted. There's a lot of different RPG elements into this game, but it's definitely still an episodic narrative driven game, a lot like Life is Strange but with RPG elements, a lot like Vampire, and is still composed by Olivier de Rivier. I hope I'm saying his name correct. Please don't hunt me down. So no matter what, I'll love his music, and I loved it here. So uh, I'm going to double down and say The Council. It's always on sale. Go find it. No, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Because like as I said, the, the mechanics just... The, it's, it's the mechanics just does that want the games, isn't it? It does something yes. to the game, and it's like... It's like I, I I still stick with that game because, like as I said, I knew nothing. I knew barely knew anything about it. I was like covering yeah. it up to its launch, and then got a code from. I think it's Focus who published oh. it. And they, yeah, we were talking about that. Like you couldn't even like Google the puzzles sometimes. Like yeah, because like get a review there's copy. A, yeah, because like there's a big there's a big I won't like spoil people. Like you know there's some mm. big choices that you make. Like they, they they do have like a a significant kind of like swing on the entire story, but like. Adam was like, you know, oh, should I do it? Should I not? It's like, you have to bite your tongue and be like, let's just play it as it is. Well, when I was doing it for reviews, I, I, I could not look up a guide because it was like, no. You, know, no, you didn't even have that option. So it's like, you're playing it blind at that point. It's obviously it's very interesting when Adam gave me his response. I was like, ha. I was like, I can't believe that actually happened to you. Um, yeah, but, it pissed me off sometimes. It's, it's just that because it feels like it, it, it makes, um, the council is an example for me where it's like it makes a game feel a bit more filling, if anything. Like yes. you always get accused of like stuff like Telltale's early games where it's like a walking simulator. And it, to an extent it is sometimes because like it's very, you know, rudimentary and it's it's very 
simple in terms of like you might just pick something up or you might be able to interact with very few things this thing you're like building a skill tree then you kind of like there's like moments in the story where or like even in like certain scenes where you interact with characters you're going into the menu to find out what their immunities are their weakness yes. their their strength like that, i will constantly you... go back into the journal and just like see like okay what's this immunity what's this... Oh, I haven't even discovered his immunity. Crap. Yeah. Shoot. And especially, um, especially during the confrontations mechanics, as, as I mentioned. Last oh my god! There time. was sometimes I was just like, "Are you freaking kidding me, dude?" Because like, there's sometimes you have two blunders left, but then there's one, some that say like, "Your only chance." And then I'm like, "This yeah. is the right choice." I swear to you, it's the right choice. And they're like, "I screwed it up." I'm like, "Come on." Yeah. But like, that, that, yeah. That was like that, that was like when it's like I was like, "Oof." And then in itself as well, I think like. It was always interesting when I played it. I was pretty, like, you know, um, meticulous with what I did with the game. But then when yes. you get the results at the end, it tells you this. There's quite a few branching scenarios where it's like yes. you can miss things that you just don't. And you're like, I was like how? Like, how did I miss that? Yeah. So, it's, it's really cool. Like, I will say that, you know what else it gave me vibes of? Don't ask me why, because I don't know why. It gave me <laughs> vibes of the first three Harry Potter games, like Chamber of Secrets, yeah. Sorcerer's Stone. It gave me those vibes. It's got I don't that, know um, why. HP Lovecraft um, aesthetic. Obviously, it's a big part of the story. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to double down and say the council. If well, you buy I'm, them. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm very glad that you enjoyed it. That's the main thing for me. Like, that's like, I'm, I'm happy. Because as I said, it's a very underrated game. It's very cheap. And it's not going to blow your mind. There are bugs in it. There's like the voice acting is debatable, you know, yeah. and the writing and the story kind of like does go down some interesting routes towards. The end yeah, of it. interesting but, like, routes. Let's put it that way. Yeah, interesting <laughs> routes. Yeah, but like, the aesthetic of it, obviously, if you like your like old school like history, like I do as well, like um, the aesthetic. Kind of, like, the... It has like real life um, like historical characters into it. Um, yeah. But if you like that, if you like RPG elements, if you like episodic story games, I you, you need to go for the council. But that's my take. Yeah. No, as a, yeah, we'll leave it. I can talk about that game for hours i think i think it's a very interesting it's because it came out in that climate of the episodic like i think it was coming towards the end of that you know, like run of like yeah, 2018 the, it came out yeah it's coming out the end of like that decade and it was like we were kind of like hitting a different point and I, I was playing that after having played so many telltale games don't nod games all the ones that are tapping into episodic games and that was like a breath of fresh air and it was like you know it's a shame that i didn't have more public appeals people because as i said it's not a, a 10 out of 10 game but it's a very strong for me 7.5 game if anything oh, seven yeah. seven point five eight I'd, I'd even put it at an eight as well i think that's it just you get your fulfillment the mechanics out of put it in an eight yeah yeah absolutely i think like that's enough for that um and also a bit of fun trivia as well the woman do you know um i think the game this character called um is it emily hillsborough yes emily. yes mm -hmm. her motion capture actor is the same motion capture actor who played karen reynolds in life is strange 2 really yeah that's funny that's cool yeah I was, ah. obviously i looked that up like i think round about when after the council's release after life is strange 2 was released and obviously i looked at it i think like a year and a bit ago because i was trying to look at life after strange which you know you never know so like yeah gotta keep it that but it's yeah she she is um she is the actor who plays karen reynolds in motion capture after life is strange 2 which is quite cool um, oh yeah so I'll give you my shot. I think you'll kind of... <laughs> you are actually just as much as I enjoyed you playing King Council. I have been playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Let's yeah. go! Let's go! Um, I downloaded it via PS Plus when it was in the lineup. 
um, yes. and just finally got to it. And like when I played it, oh my god, the nostalgia! Yes, dude. Oh, oh wasn't god. it a perfect remaster, dude? It was perfect. It's so good. Oh, it's, it's so good because it put, puts in the modern, but also keeping the nostalgia alive. It's such a perfect remaster. Oh, I love it so much. Mate, do you know what, like how surreal it was as well? Like I knew the maps. Like the first yes. map in Life is, uh, Life is Strange, the first map in Tony Hawk, and the first yes. map in Tony Hawk 2, I knew them. I just knew them off the top of my head. And like all the challenges, I was like just doing them. That is like blew my mind because I'm like, you know, right? I'm going to be 30 next year. But as a kid, I played those Tony yes. Hawk games religiously it, it's on It's exactly how you remember it too, like graphics and everything. You're just like, I remember this being so smooth. But like if you go back to the old ones, like how did I play this? No, it's oh perfect. Hell yeah! Yeah it it looks it looks clean. It just looks fresh. Um, I don't know if they moved yeah. some of the licensed tracks around because I, I sw- was in Ace of Spades in Tony yes. Hawk too. Yeah, the uh, some of the tracks couldn't make it, you know. But then they got some new tracks into it. Uh, they put yeah. bass by Mercules in there, so I appreciate that. Um, but then they got, of course, Gorilla Radio, which is the only one that matters. As long as you got Gorilla Radio and Superman by Goldfinger. Those are the only two that matter. Everything else, yeah. like, it's questionable. That, that was the time to be alive. Like, when I was playing it, it's just like, you have the, like, 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 big, like, rock music or something in the background. And it's like, and the Tony Hawk vibe, and, like, two-minute timer in each map. I was like, oh. I, like, felt yes. my childhood come back into me. It, it was so surreal. It felt so surreal yes. playing it. And it's like. And it came I'm out like, 2020. So it was came out the perfect time, dude, for nostalgia. Yeah. Oh, I like the fact that they've God. actually aged Tony Hawk in it as well. That like, he's actually playing as yes. Tony Hawk now then. The, and he gets played as like, uh, yeah, like older skaters, like all of them aged, even Rodney Mullen. And then he put in <laughs> new skaters like Nigel Houston. I, I'm bl- pretty sure Leo Baker's in it. Um, yeah, dude. Oh, I love it. It's so, it's so, so crisp. And even uh, yeah. his son Riley Hawk is in the game. So Tony Hawk, <laughs> and then his son Riley Hawk is in this game. Oh, so good. Uh, dude. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's one of the it's a it's a remaster done well, and it's a two thumbs up for me. I would. Definitely yes. recommend, it. especially if you're like I was, I was. I was part of that period of like the certain games that touched my childhood, and like that was one of them. Matt Hoffman, BMX was another one, um, and you know those earlier games. When the minute I get the opportunity yeah. to play them, especially when it's like now and it's remastered, remastered well, it looks visually quite nice as well, you know. And just the things are there. And it's like oh, as I said, I knew where a secret tape was. I knew in the first Tony Hawk, yes. as soon as I hit it, that secret tape is above that. Right little there. ramp as well. Going straight up and jumping over and breaking <laughs> that and getting my secret tape. Um, Bro. But, but yeah, it was definitely cool. So I, I, that, that is my recommendation to go and play Tony Hawk. Yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remaster. Let's go, dude. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> this is this has been the best spread of the art segment so far. <laughs> yeah, it really right. has. It has to be like Goodness. two words. Like, oh, yeah, it's just like, oh, so cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll wrap it we'll, up here because we'll obviously I don't know how. Yeah, because I don't know how long this episode is going to be right now. <laughs> like, no, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah true, true, true. We'll, we'll wrap it up here. Um, I hope you enjoyed watching this episode. If you have, do please leave us a subscribe, like, share, with your friends, turn on notifications. Obviously, it just helps you keep up to date with our content. I'm not going to give you some algorithms spiel, but if you want to follow our content, it helps you keep up to date with it. And obviously, as well, Strangecast is available on podcast services. So it's on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, um, Stitcher, whatever you look on, we're there. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. Life After Strange, I don't know when it's coming back. At the minute, I'll be quite frank, I'm very burnt out at the minute. Like, I think it's just September blues or something. Adam was, we, we both jumped on this and we're like, I was like, he's like, how are you? And I'm like, <sighs> he's like, yeah, I feel the same. He's like, I feel the same. Yeah. So 
I'm a little bit burnt out. I think Life After Strange will just go on a little bit of a brief hiatus whilst we work on this podcast and do things. But it will come back. It'll just be getting the kind of motivation to kind of like get interviews done. I've kind of got ideas of who I want to go for anyway. So we'll we'll, we'll work things out from there. But anyway, yes. as I said, you know, stay tuned. We'll we'll look to get guests on here in the meantime and whatever else. But yeah, as I said, um, I hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, stay tuned. There's more Strange Cast coming to this channel. Uh, until then, take care, guys. See you later. Peace out. Peace out.